Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Wait, wait, so you're saying... Talk Recorded live. Yeah. Y'all keep it moving, I'm muting out. Keep talking. In fact, back up. So uh, I just... Recorded. I just thought Trump was getting overruled by the judges with a lot of stuff he's trying to do. Um, Go ahead, Roddy K. What do you say? Yeah, I thought... But I thought your guy's president has... Um, I thought they passed a law where he has basically ultimate power. Didn't Bush do that? No, I don't Wait, know. Okay, I'm not muting you. Go ahead. Sounds like you were saying... No, I just... I don't know, I just remember watching a few documentaries and I thought Bush passed, because of 9-11, he passed some acts that took away basically power from the people and put it in the hands of the president to make, like, you oh, know, the ultimate that, decision. That was with the Patriot, Patriot Act, I believe. Okay, did it get abolished or anything? No, not that I know of. I think I think he's going to try and get that uh, amended or whatever you want to call it. Okay, and because Trump's not a Democrat, he doesn't have that power. Only Obama had that power. Uh, hmm. I, no, I don't think so. It's just uh, the Senate and then the House have to vote on it, and then it goes to Trump. Yeah, the Democrats, they all, they're the ones that pass that, all that stuff. How you doing, Colin? Can you mute out? There's a lot of people online tonight. Oh, sorry about that. I was muted. Yeah, no, I finally got a shower. <laughs> I needed that one. Um, yeah, it's been a pretty long day. It's three, four hours sleep at the most. Uh, a lot of cases, uh, you know, got some pretty heavy-duty cases, and then I'm trying to work work things out and, you know, share how to write and stuff. So it's it's interesting, you know. Body, what were you talking about? I, I came in just as you were talking about something about the uh, circuit court didn't have authority. Can you please repeat? That's why I just click, quickly hit the recording because I wanted to hear the conversation. Yeah, I was trying to stay muted to be respectful. Uh, but yes, it's your requesting. I was saying the president in the executive orders, a president has the ability to sign an order for the employees or members of a corporation to enforce the laws of a company. And I think Trump, that's all he did was in his executive order, the law is the law and the Ninth Circuit Court ruled against Trump based upon the Muslim aspect that it considered the actual law. I think that's what they, what the Ninth Circuit did. But if it goes to the Supreme Court, the law is the law, 
and uh, they should, uh, uh, I don't know what you call, overturn the Ninth Circuit's decision. And if the Ninth Circuit Court doesn't like it, then the, those judges can be impeached immediately. Because the Trump is really sent an executive order to enforce the law that's already on the books. Exactly. Exactly. I think uh, last week uh, we went through the whole Constitution and found, in fact, that there is no provision in the Constitution. And let me back up a little bit. Even the United States, quote unquote, corporation has still adopted the Constitution. I found that I can't remember where, but it was a while back where they actually had adopted the, the Constitution as their corporate charter. And in any event, any corporation that is created um, has to, is subservient to its creator. And therefore, you have to ask, well, what, what granted its charter? Where did it come from? So it has to have a charter. It's subject to that charter. And all corporations are subject to the laws of the land. So, you know, I think it's been misinformation uh, or disinformation put out there to try and get the patriot community. We, you know, there's been a tremendous amount of infiltration going on. And it's starting to come out more and more. People realize that, oh, this stuff was planted in the patriot community to get these ridiculous arguments to be put in there so that people would be chasing their tails in the wrong direction. Um, I want to share, in that light, I want to share a wonderful video, audio, actually. I think I still have it here. Let's see if I can get it now. Uh, okay, let me see. Ah, it didn't come through. Where's my keyboard? And what it is is this police officer um, just all of a sudden one day started discovering and asking questions, and it wasn't long about his oath of office. He didn't know anything about the oath of office, and he just happened to discover he had one. And then he um, uh, you know, wanted to find out more about it, and it wasn't long before... It wasn't long before they started uh, ostracizing him, and then he ended up getting fired. And then, of course, he went through the whole process. He started learning, learning, and learning. And he finally won his case. He's actually technically won it three times. Um, and he takes you through some of his some of those uh, uh, processes that he went through in more detail on the audio. I'm going to try to get it here for you. Um, but as we said, there is no – I'll just go through what I read last week. There is no provision in the Constitution for the executive branch, which is the president, to do anything such as an executive order. Oh, wow. Thank you, Giffen. Um, I presume that's it. And, um, but if he is the commander-in-chief of the Navy and the Army, when it is engaged by, by the Congress for, again, limited period of only two years, so we have to ask questions about that, um, but he can give orders to the Navy, the Army when it's in, and the militia when called into service by the United States. Now, this is, yes, exactly. Thank you so much. Uh, there it is. Rodney, Rodney Rohazan. Rohazan. And um, uh, you can go on YouTube and find it. It's uh, The one you really want is the one that comes after, which is the audio. Um, uh, if you can put that one up there. And the the key here is to stay within the law. And I'm actually writing a letter and hoping it'll get through to him because there's a lawful way for him to do that. All he has to do is call on the militia, which, of course, has been completely 
depleted uh, so that each state is actually supposed to have its own militia, which is, uh, which is, and, and the states are the ones that create the, you know, uh, uh, create the offices for the officers. So it stays within the, the uh, purview of the states, but when called upon, uh, which he can do, and that would be the lawful way to do it, is to call upon the militia to go to the border areas and enforce the already existing law. And if you've been watching, that's why I, wanted, I played uh, a lot of the Gowdy and other um, congressional hearings. If you continue listening to all those, you will hear where he's constantly questioning, can the president veto this? Can the president you know, change the law here? Because he was talking about these safe, what's called the safe zones, which is these cities. They said, oh, we're going to ignore the laws of immigration laws, and we're just going to allow unlawful immigrants to, to live here, be here, and work here. Uh, so, Can I uh, respectfully interject something to consider? So go ahead. Air, airports that this was primarily done at, they, as far as I know, they are considered uh, borders or ports of entry. How do they factor into the, to the border or protecting the borders? Okay, what did you say again? I'm sorry, I missed it. They are or are not border, uh, considered points of entry. I believe airports are considered border areas. So how do you enforce a border at an airport? The only way he did it was uh, the way he did it, right? Or how, 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 what do you know about airports? Well, the same thing would be true. That well, If you've ever done any international flying, trust me, uh, you know, I know plenty of people. I've actually stood around for like three, four hours in the heat. Oh, my God, if you've ever been to some of these foreign countries, you come from, you know, in the snow here, and, and then you go to the heat, the just oppressive heat. You think you're going to melt, and there's no air conditioning in those airports. Uh, <laughs> and you literally are standing in line with all of your luggage, which you finally realize that you only needed two pieces of clothing. <laughs> all that luggage is just going to weigh you down. And you have to drag it all over the airport, and you're you're in you're literally in confinement. They have cages. You're literally caged in until you are cleared by them. So this is how they do it in other countries. There's no reason they shouldn't be doing it here. That when you come in, again, and I have passport, visa, the whole nine yards. But it's each country has the right uh, to accept or not accept because I was not a citizen of that country. Now, if you're a citizen of the country, obviously, um, and they don't find anything, any probable cause, then, of course, you have to be let in. But if you don't have proper paperwork, uh, they can quarantine, essentially quarantine you, um, which is another issue which I'm, uh, I've been re, uh, looking on some videos about. Is a very interesting video where a doctor was, talk, um, um, was talking about, how, oh, no, a, a border patrolman was talking about he'd been there for 30 years and been watching these people come across the border, and they had people that he concluded were CIA agents, and they clearly did not look very good. And what they were talking about was basically bringing uh, sick people into this country and planting them into the cities. So there, there's a, a, whole lot of, a whole lot of stuff that's been going on we're not, we're not aware of. But the same thing would be true, that they can quarantine the people uh, for health reasons, uh, for, uh, for uh, you know, quote-unquote, I don't like using the word terrorist reasons, or any of the other... Um, reasons that they deem necessary for the safety and security of this country. So I think that's it's pretty much the same thing. So they they have that power, and they and they should. I mean, they're the number one thing is to and, and he's absolutely right. First thing they have to do is protect protect the people in this country, so that it's a country that people want to come to. 
And if you see in some of these neighborhoods, which I have because, you know, doing real estate, you see where bad people move into a neighborhood and within days, weeks, months, and years, uh, all the, you know, peaceful, loving, hardworking people leave and you end up with nothing but a big, huge cesspool of snakes in the grass that just continue to destroy more and more and more daily, daily, daily. So it does make sense what he's doing. And he does have the authority because what he can do is call on the militia to go to these airports, borders, thank you for mentioning that, airports, borders, or wherever it is that they're needed to enforce. The first thing they need to do is have them sit down and study. Number one, of course, is the Constitution. Number two is going to be actually unanimous declaration of independence. You all know how I feel about that. That is the principles. And if you don't know the principles upon which the, the laws are founded, then you're already lost. So you need to, first of all, memorize the part that I have, just at least the first part of the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America, then the Constitution, the pertinent parts of the Constitution, and then the immigration laws and any other laws uh, that would be surrounding that. Uh, Once they've got their training, then they can go on site and they can have oversight and enforce the laws as they are written. There is a vetting um, policy in place that you must have some paperwork and think about it. You wouldn't let somebody in your house that you did not know unless they had some kind of established paperwork from somebody that you knew and trusted. It's the same thing. And this would be a much more sensible way of doing it and without putting himself in the, I believe, in somewhat of a vulnerable place where he's at unless he is, in fact, a master strategist, which is he did it this way on purpose to test the waters and to get the, uh, the gophers to pop their heads up, which I suspect uh, maybe what it what he is doing. He's he's no dummy, and that's a smart tactic. You know, do something that causes them to to pop their heads up so that you know who the who the who the uh, who the traitors are basically. Because the judge um, uh, doesn't have any authority to stay in executive order. You know, uh, that just you know, it's as far as it comes to as long as that executive order is in compliance with the Constitution. In fact. It, um, I just recently read a case about that, that where the Congress tried to get rid of a law that they instituted, and the court said no. You, the Supreme Court said no. You can't do that because it's in conformance with the Constitution, and that which is in conformance with the Constitution, they can't get rid of. So I thought that was fascinating. So this policy that's already in place, what they call the vetting, is you have to have a way of finding out who these people are, what is their purpose of coming into this country, and uh, I think it's I think it's you know, um, I think it's brilliant to do that first and, and require the laws to be enforced for a number of reasons. So that's my that's my my um, my two cents worth on that. Anybody else want to chime in here? Well, Look for that. I, um, go ahead. Got, uh, Colin, I was listening to some. Uh, uh, videos this past week on YouTube there and there's a man who's uh he's found uh got law eighteen USCC whatever I don't know what it's like a ten minute YouTube video but basically uh he found that when a judge or any official takes his, his oath of office well by they're practicing under foreign law, and they give up their citizenship. The judges, the uh, they, they go through the United Nations. 
and he's found these laws that are written that they give up their citizenship and that they're under the power of uh, a foreign entity. And therefore, you can go back all these 15, 20 years, and you got like child support, traffic tickets, drug charges, or anything, and challenge the jurisdiction. Because when they took their oath of office under these U.S. codes, uh, therefore, they're not a citizen, and they're acting, uh, they're working for a corporation, and therefore, they don't have jurisdiction. Which I found that was really amazing. Well, it's interesting you bring that up. Um, I wrote a rather long piece. I think it was about a month ago. Uh, somebody shared with me a piece where somebody had um, found uh, something similar. If I can find it here, so many tabs open. And what it came down to was he was saying that the oath of office had been changed. And he was saying that none of them uh, were in conformance. Uh, the, the new change, he said, since 1986 or whenever it was, the change came about. Let's see if I can find a document. Yeah. Uh, uh, I've, I've got that gentleman's uh, YouTube, if you ever want to listen to it. It's about 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, go ahead and send the link to it or just tell me where it is and uh, um, what the title of it. I can find it under YouTube. Okay. Um, we got a question for Carla. Yeah. What about okay. treaties? Well, let me let me finish. Yeah, let me finish this the statement here uh, for first. The what what it, when I analyzed when I looked at his document, which led me then to the the actual amendment to the oath. It changed in God. That's why I need the exact document. It changed it from in conformance with or something to the in friendly. I think it was friendly to the Constitution or something to that effect. Was the old the old the old oath, and then they changed it under the Constitution. When you look at it, technically speaking, they did strengthen it by doing that. Wait a minute, I might have it still. Hold on, let me look. Son of a lost citizen. If I have it still, don't go on it. I watched it about four or five times. I was like, what, what? And I, those codes oh. and everything, reading it right out of the law book. Well, I don't know about I don't know about if it was to a foreign this and that anything, but what I can tell you is this. This is what I basically stated that none of them, uh, the original as well as the updated one, have the term support. And the Constitution, Article Six, is very clear. It says, and all executive, the you know, the senators and representatives before mentioned, as well as the members of several state legislatures, and all executive and judicial officers, both of the United States and the several states, shall be bound by oath of affirmation to support. This Constitution, that's a key word, support, and here's why. Support takes into account principles. You can't support something if you don't know the principles. But if you, if you are uh, swearing oath to, uh, to um, under, to, to, uh, to be under the Constitution, now you're going back to the Old, Old Testament, which was under the law, which means you get to go back to all the mischief that they did, which is you push everything as close to the law as you possibly can, and guess what they're going to do? Then you sit there and interpret the law and misinterpret the law and change it and alter it and all those other things. That's why even under the law. And then the other one, which was, um, which I can't find the document. Let me see if I, I can. Because I want to get the exact phrasing here. Uh, constitutional license. Let me see if that's it. 
I don't think it is, but we'll find out. Um, that uh, what the way that they had it uh, originally was more or less uh, we don't even have to abide by the law, but we can kind of do it so long as everyone's kind of happy about it. So they, they made it stronger, but it's still to the letter of the law, and it, none of them have the word support. So as so far as I'm concerned, none of them have a proper oath in place because none of them use the term support. And that was what the Constitution required. Shall means must. So go ahead, Roddy. Go ahead, Roddy. What's your question? Oh, hey. By the time you said something, earpiece ain't out of my ear. I was going to ask about any kind of treaties with uh, airports or other countries. Uh, um, the president, to, for an executive order, you don't necessarily want the military at the uh, or militia at the airport. So I'm just wondering how. Is uh, some kind of customs agent part of the executive branch to enforce the border laws, or who's that? How does this all how does this all tie in? Because Trump fired that lady because she, you know, he had authority apparently over her. But if president only had authority over the military or whatever y'all was reading, then who would tell the employees to enforce the law? Well, just because somebody's fired doesn't mean that the, that the law disappears. She was just the one who was the leader, um, um, and I believe she's been replaced. Uh, uh, let me see if I can find this here. So, I mean, that's that's pretty much simple. Just because that particular position has been fired, um, then it doesn't mean that... Uh, you know, that, that that whole thing falls apart. It's just that that position needs to be filled. That's all. Um, but, I was just trying to say that if the president had the authority to fire somebody for not carrying out their duties or enforcing the laws that, that are on the books, how how would the military play in with the airports? What laws are the customs agents or the airport people enforcing? And who who is in charge of them? Well, again, that's going to be your your immigrations and border patrol. Um, I'm not, you know, like I said, this is a new subject for me. Uh, this is it's not all, um, it's, you know, I'm not fully up on it, but it, but I, by the reading of the Constitution, that's where their authority comes from. The executive branch, uh, obviously, his first job is to protect this country. So that would mean from enemies without as well as enemies within which everybody in the military takes that oath. So they, anyone in the military has an obligation that, um, and of course, as we know, under 18 U.S.C. subsection 4, misprison of felony, if you have knowledge of a crime that's causable to court of the United States and fail to make known to some judge or other officer of the United States uh, at the earliest possible convenience, I believe convenience or opportunity, excuse me, earliest possible opportunity, that you may be fined or imprisoned up to three years or both. So technically, everybody has the obligation. So if somebody's coming in, in a manner that is not in prescribed by law, if you happen to know the immigration law, which is they're required to have certain documents and papers, uh, you're supposed to do something about it. So, you know, each one of them, and if you get, like I said, the, 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 to use 
the militia to, I mean, obviously the, the proper diplomatic way of doing it would be to first educate all those people at the airports and at the borders and we'll make sure that they're educated as, the, you know, knowing the, the unanimous declaration for the principles first and the Constitution and the immigration laws, particularly the vetting process. Uh, what I'm talking about is because he because they have been in place and not doing what they're supposed to do, particularly in these cities. Um, he, I believe he has the authority. It, he does have executive power, in that sense, to make an order to cause these um, certain persons in office to be held accountable. But then the actual courts themselves, which is, that's why it's so important to have somebody who is the um, the attorney general who is supposed to prosecute um, and whether they take it up or not. We've had a long, uh, recently we're still researching how the people can get together um, um, grand juries because that's another very, very important thing. that The grand juries need to be, be used at, at a lot more than what they're being used and the people uh, need to be able to uh, bring the grand juries about. But it, it, it virtually, from what I can tell, um, any one of the judiciary can call upon a uh, a uh, grand jury, or can can. And the beautiful thing is the sheriffs. That's why the oath keepers um, started out, in my opinion, to be really a good thing. But I think it got corrupted or infiltrated. Um, but it, it's still a, a good concept if they would take it to the next level. That these people have the ability. The sheriffs have the ability, um, not only under uh, uh, posse comitatus to create a posse, but also to call upon. Um, a grand jury to um, to basically uh, investigate and make a recommendation to the um, prosecutor's office to do it. Now, I also know from before that if the prosecutor in each state fails to prosecute, I believe it's 90 days in most states. Some of them it's 60, some of them it's 90, some it's 120, but usually it's around 90 days. Then you, believe it or not, can prosecute on behalf of the um, the state's attorney. And uh, unfortunately, most of the time when that happens, the state's attorney isn't prosecuting. They're in on it, and it makes it very difficult. And most people don't want to, don't have the expertise, aren't willing to do it because there's very little reward. You only get paid basically for your costs. Um, and because we've found in the last 10, 15, 20 years that they're not letting anyone go to jail, none of them are going to jail. So that 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 pattern needs to be broken. And I think once that once that wall is broken, if you will, once that barrier is broken, a lot of people are going to go to jail. And I, I really hope that the first one is going to be um, Hillary and Bill because, I mean, they're, they're, you know, it is widely known uh, the number of things that they have been involved in as well as their, you know, the, the number of people that are dead that were close to them, the people that were shot. Uh, recently got uh, another video the other day where somebody had gone into more specifics of uh, the people that were shot at Waco, uh, finally. And this guy was uh, the head of the, uh, the FBI for like 25, 30 years. And he was raising those issues as well. And they've killed him, too, since then. So, uh, unfortunately, he didn't make it. I think if he made it to this administration, uh, he, he might really, he really would be useful. But he was talking about how one of the bullets was, you know, shot from top down, which means it was probably a helicopter. And that anyone who knows anything about it, this is his own his own professional said that these are clearly sniper shots. So you know there is so much there's so much investigation and so much evidence. It's like I played with uh, the the audio or the video actually on YouTube about Gaudi 
he was asking um, Sessions, um, uh, no, not Sessions, um, the other one, uh, the head of the FBI, he said, well, what more do you need? You know, that frustrated statement, what more do you need? And he was like, going forward, uh, I'd like to know what we need to have. I mean, you don't get a confession, and, and he even said exculpatory evidence is, is golden. It's even better than a confession um, because the person says something isn't true, and then you prove you have uh, sufficient evidence to prove that they're lying, that it is true. That's, that's what you need. There, there's your intent, your, your mens rea. That's, that's the hardest thing to get. Um, I don't see how anybody on the common sense can say that Hillary shouldn't have been in jail for, for uh, any number of things. Just the fact that she lied, uh, her evasion on testimony, all those people, if you watch those, uh, the, the congressional inquiries, the, that is the same thing like as a grand jury. Congress is investigating uh, something and you're under oath. And these people are balking and, and, and evading the question. Evasion of a question is the same thing as lying. And they should, as far as I'm concerned, they should have done it right then. And there's one um, where they were actually handed a subpoena uh, to the to the young man who was representing the FBI, handed it right there to Chavez, handed him a subpoena right there and then. My problem is that why are you handing him, a, serving him with a subpoena, uh, all gentleman-like, which is awesome in and of itself, instead of having these uh, paramilitary forces serve it like they do any one of us, if they think that you, you know, that, that you might have a, a bong in your house or, or some other ridiculous, uh, you know, small item or you haven't done anything but filed a whole bunch of paperwork to get your kids back and now they're going to come in and raid your home at 3 o'clock in the morning with a paramilitary group because of allegedly paper terrorism ridiculous charges. And, on, and, you know, this is what, these are the calls that I get at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning, you know. Um, and there's been a lot of, a lot of this stuff going on that, that we're, just really trying to help people on, um, you know, corruption is so deep. So, uh, you know, I'm a, that's where I'm upset. Why do they not? Uh, why do they not serve those people in the same way that they serve everybody else? Which is, the, you know, why did they not go to the Clinton's home? You know, with the, with a military force in there, bash down the door, thrown to the ground, tase the crap out of them, stick their knee in the back of their neck with their face in the floor, which is where it belongs anyway, and go down and take everything that everything that they that they deem necessary. That's how they treat everybody else. Um, so that's that's my, my kind of a beef. Um, um, okay, I just got something here as I was looking at that. Um, so, you know, that's what needs to be done. There needs to be subpoena served. There needs to, we need to break this thing. And, and even Gowdy sat there and said, why are you giving out five... Uh, um, um, immunity, uh, you know, uh, immunity, um, what do you call it, um, agreements. Uh, and I believe even one of me made a joke about, which I still haven't investigated, that they gave a computer uh, immunity. What the hell is that about? Um, and I, are those, are that, is that, in fact, I have that in my, my letter. Is that a general immunity from everything, from being prosecuted from anything and everything? Or is it a specific immunity on that particular subject matter, which obviously if they got immunity, it means that they had engaged in some criminal act, but they're going to waive that uh, in order to investigate further. And as Gaudi says, nobody's been arrested yet. So I don't know if that answered your question or not, but hopefully it did. I'm trying to find this. Uh, 
article. Go ahead, anybody else? Hear your two cents. What do you think the solution is there? Uh oh, I dropped it. No, I thought my call dropped. I'm still looking up this case. Somebody else uh, throw your 10 cents worth in. Does this make sense? Does anyone have some more knowledge on this? As to, uh, well, I think, I think to answer Rodney's question there, as far as that he's got the ability to to fire them or whatever, um, aren't they all part of the corporation? Uh, you know, organization. Well, if you would go that way, then he has, certainly has executive power to fire pretty much anyone he wants. Uh, if you were to look at it as a corporation, the executive, it you know, depends upon there again. You look at the corporate charter, the way it's laid out. Um, if if I am correct that they've adopted the Constitution as their corporate charter, then his powers are limited to certain things. Uh, I, Like I say, I can only look at the Constitution and see what powers he has. I haven't looked at all, all the powers that Congress may have uh, granted over over time, um, but I, I don't believe that you know that they can get more powers than were granted to them. So, if part of his job as the commander in chief um, in the executive is to oversee the security, and somebody's not doing their job, it seems to me, yeah, he has the, he has the power to fire them. That's just my opinion, but I haven't investigated it yet, so I can't I can't state it. Where is it? This is ridiculous. What was it testifying? I've I've been doing so much work, I can't even find this one thing. It's crazy. Unless I put it on this computer. Anybody else got something else? You got something else, Roddy? You got some other solution or concept or the reason you asked your question? Um, I promised I would share a few cases here since I am not finding where I put that. Just cannot find it. This is really weird. Whistleblower soldier testifying Congress. Okay, Trump lawful way of enforcing immigrations. One video comments, minute two, two, three. Huh. Forty of the court jurisdiction videos. This is very strange. Maybe Hillary deleted it. Huh? Maybe Hillary deleted it. Yeah, you know, I tell you, some strange stuff has happened. I. I had some really good video of um, of chemtrails. Two two planes flying same height, relatively the same size planes, flying the same direction, very close to each other. One was spewing chemtrails, and the other one was uh, had vapor trails. And I had video as well as still pictures. And I know they were there because I showed them to two or three people, and gone, just like that, gone. 
That's, uh, not, that's not strange that you said that, Colin, because in the past two weeks, there's been a lot of people, uh, like, you know, independent news media on YouTube and that, and uh-huh. a couple other talk shows, they said that they've had files taken out off the computer. They know that they were in there, and they're they're scratching their heads like you like you are now. Like, yeah, I know I have them in there, and they're gone, just completely gone, just like that. Yeah, yeah. And they're t- a lot of these are the independent news, uh, like AMTV, you know, on YouTube, and uh, at least a Haven. They, they report news, you know, independent news, and all these files that they were going to talk about are gone. Yep, and also uh, YouTube's have been brought down, and also uh, I learned that I uh, got some calls, like one at 3 o'clock in the morning, these poor girls, uh, I, have, I gave them a ride with met them at the inauguration. It's a rather interesting story there, too, that... that uh, if you if you wanted to, it wouldn't be that hard to see that they were conspired against as well because they were Trump supporters. And it seems that the Metro people ran them around. I mean, the poor lady had you know her uh, you know huge chunks of skin on her soles, her feet just ripped off because they walked so many miles. Uh, being new, they were from Florida, uh, and all sorts of things that were happening to them that just seemed to be a little weird, and I, we met them. I was trying to give away a um, pass, uh, which we had bought uh, too many passes, uh, which was an all-day pass that you can go anywhere on the subway, and I wanted to, you know, give it away, and I kept trying to give it away. It's so funny how spirit can work work around everything. So on the one side, weird things happening, but then on the other side, I believe we have miracles happening too because I was, for some reason, it was really laid on my heart. You know, let's go ahead and give this away. It's stupid to let just throw it away. It was worth like 10 or $15. And uh, I knew somebody needed to go somewhere, and I kept looking for the right person. And um, I couldn't get it, couldn't get it. And then I was like, oh, these people think I'm trying to sell it. And I'm like, no. So I said, for free, for free. Got some people that were interested, but the people that were interested, they had already got there, so they didn't really need it. And then uh, I, these two girls, uh, women, one was a mother, one was a daughter, um, and they began to tell me their story, and I was like, oh, crap, forget this. I'm just going to give you a ride, because they've been riding the bus all the way around. They ended up back where they started in, this, in the metro again, and I said, well, you know, we're tired, want to go home, but it, it, it doesn't matter, so we repacked the whole car, and what's ironic is almost immediately I found the right person to give the, uh, the card to, right after that connection was made, because they didn't need it anymore. We gave them a ride, but anyway... Um, Really strange things happened. They said that there were some people from Florida that said that they were a congressman. Well, I went and looked them up. They're no, they're, they never made it. They only got 1,000 votes. Uh, and they got an email. And what was really strange, they said in the lobby of the hotel, they had five or six people that appeared to be Secret Service agents. I was like, no, Secret Service doesn't protect anything but the president and the vice president. So there would be no reason for that. So who were these people? Now, here's what's really creepy is that those people had weapons on them, and according to these women, they went right through security. No problem whatsoever. So I was like, uh-huh. And then they open up an email, um, and the next thing they know, went over to their Facebook, and their Facebook had been hijacked, and it looked like um, they were published, they were posting things on their own Facebook page that was allegedly from ISIS, and they were scared to death. I mean, these threats and whatnot. 
And I've heard, since then, I've heard at least five other people uh, that that same thing has happened. So, But it is just, unfortunately, I was able to tell people, it was just a virus uh, that was put out there and, uh, you know, need to go change your password on your Facebook and get your computer cleaned up. But, uh, you know, crap like that happening is, you know, kind of raises the hair on the back of your head, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Let me see. This may be it. Maybe I found it. Practice of law in the Commonwealth of Virginia steps to become a lawyer. Nope. I'm still looking for, and I haven't found it yet. I haven't found, if anyone knows of, um, or can show me a picture, a copy, or something of a license to practice law, I would love to see it. What state you're in, because I still can't seem to find that. Function, function, use the docs. Oh, well, Janine goes on. She'd find it for you. She's quick about that stuff. All right. Who? Janine. Oh, yeah. Is she on tonight? I don't know. I just know she's quick about finding stuff like that for you. Okay. All right. Trouble. Okay. This. Okay. What is going on here? Now I can't seem to open up. Well, that's a constitutional license. Yeah, somebody did a whole thing on the right to travel. Um, just met this this gentleman. A uh, really nice thing here with all sorts of case law. Um, but what I believe we're going to have to do, so I want to kind of pass this on to you guys who are looking for solutions. What this is here, basically put together a notice, a common law vehicular judicial notice, constitutional driver's license, right? Um, it, it put a whole bunch of good stuff in here. It's two pages long. It's really great. But having read the case uh, on the taxes, on property taxes, where it, the Supreme Court said that it is not the obligation of the non-taxpayer to pay the taxes in protest and then sue um, for to get it back. Instead, they may stand upon the constitutionally protected rights and uh, do an injunction in, in a competent court. It's interesting they use that term, competent court, to enjoin the state from taking their property. So this is the new strategy. I've kind of thought about it to begin with. I was, gonna, I was going for declaratory judgment from a judge, which kind of forced their hand that way. But basically here, I see no reason why we shouldn't do that because that's what they're engaged in is criminal acts. So we have reason to believe that that's what they're going to do. If I go on the road without tags, without a license, that they're definitely going to, you know, do their business of stealing me, my property, and everything else, and violate, uh, you know, all the rights and so on. So it seems to me that we have sufficient evidence to do exactly that, to do an injunction, um, and I think to do it against the state itself. So that, that's who my said, suggestion for those people looking for solutions. Why can said I? That it, that it, not an obligation. Who said that? The courts? Yeah, no, it's it, it's not a privilege, it's a right, and they cannot license a right. That's that's just the most simplest way I can say it. Why am I not finding this? This is so crazy. I you know, that article I wrote it, I know I wrote it, I know I saved it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I might have put it under. All right, let me do it another way then. This is not working. 
I'm sorry I'm taking so much time to find it, but it's unfortunately that's that one word I cannot seem to remember. Let me see if I can find it another way. Actually, you know what? I posted on Skype. The article was posted on Skype, so I don't know. Let me see if I can find it here. Comments and writings. Are you trying to find a copy of License to Practice? No, I'm looking for the article that I wrote that I posted on Skype in response to this man's posting. Because I know I posted on Skype, so it has to be on this computer. Moon video, near the word. I got so many stuff I wrote. Given a uh, grip definition of nurse, nursery rhyme. Sonia, from lawful way to enforce immigration. Whistleblower soldier testifying in front of Congress. Woman under disguise. Okay, what do we do to say cops? Now let's try the next one. Judicial immunity, judicial immunity. Must have written something about your judicial immunity. Yeah, there's a whole thing about judicial immunity, which is a myth. Um, they can only have judicial immunity when they are in performance of their duties. So the the, the problem is if you don't show the... Uh, Uh, here, I'm going to read this to you. Maybe this will be helpful. When a judge knows that he lacks jurisdiction or acts in the face of clarity, valid statutes expressly depriving him of jurisdiction, judicial immunity is lost. A judge is not immune for tortuous acts committed in a purely administrative, non-judicial capacity. There is no such thing as a power of inherent sovereignty in the government of the United States. It is a government of delegated powers, supreme within its prescribed sphere, but powerless outside of it. And that's why it's called acting ultra-virus, or outside of the office. And that goes also for corporations acting outside of their corporate charter, ultra-virus. Some people pronounce it virus. In this country, sovereignty resides in the people, and Congress can exercise no power which they have not, by their constitution, entrusted to it. All else is withheld. Now, this is a quote from from cases here. Quote, there is a general rule that a ministerial officer who acts wrongfully, although in good faith, is nevertheless liable in a civil action and cannot claim the immunity of the sovereign. End quote. Quote, where there is no jurisdiction, there can be no discretion for there can be no discretion, for discretion is incident to jurisdiction. Uh-huh. Let me read that one again. Discretion. They're talking about the discretion of the court. Where there is no jurisdiction, there can be no discretion, comma, for discretion is incident to jurisdiction, which means subject to. If you don't have jurisdiction, you don't have um, discretion. Quote, a judge must be acting within his jurisdiction as to subject matter and person, to be entitled to immunity from civil action for his acts, end quote. Quote, when a judicial officer acts entirely without jurisdiction or without compliance with jurisdiction 
requisite he may be held civilly liable for abuse of process, even though his acts involved a decision mode in good faith, made in good faith, that he had jurisdiction. So even if he believes he has jurisdiction, makes a decision, guess what? If he didn't have jurisdiction, see, this goes back to the whole concept, knew or should have known. No judicial process, whatever form it may assume, can have any lawful authority outside of the limits of the jurisdiction of the court or judge by whom it is issued, and an attempt to enforce it beyond these boundaries is nothing less than lawless violence, end quote. Now, this is beautiful. I mean, this is stuff that we've been talking about. Yep. You uh, email me a copy of that. All righty. Send me a request email. A uh, request for what? Just put that request in there. Just send me an email, truthmonger6.com, truthmonger6 at gmail.com, um, and say, requesting copy of, the name of this is Judicial Immunity. That's okay. the name of it. So I go look it up and then, and then uh, copy-paste it over to you. Quote, no man, and anybody who wants one, just send, send it, just like in the caption, in all uppercase letters, please. So I can get get it done quickly. If I go through my emails, I go to the ones that have the all uppercase first because I know it's a quick copy paste. There you go. You know I can help. I can do that, and then I get moved to the next ones, which are requesting for help. Um, quote: No man in this country is so high that he is above the law. No officer or the law may be set that law. Okay, I can't read because I'm so far away. No officer of the law may set that law at defiance with impunity. All the officers of the government, from the highest to the lowest, are creatures of the law, and accepting office participates in its function. It, it is, excuse me, is only the more strongly bound to submit to the supremacy and to observe the limitations which is imposed on the exercise of the authority which it gives. Now, I kind of butchered that, but what that's basically, and all these have references, by the way, what that's referring to is exactly what I was talking about before, which is ironic because now I'm like, I don't know, I thought I read this before, but it's like I'm reading it for the first time, is what I was talking about when it says that deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Remember, I said everyone's like, well, that's an unusual quote-unquote interpretation, but it can't be any other way. The people are not the ones that are governed. So who is governed? It is by the consent. Those that consent to being governed by the law. They give up all of their sovereignty as one of the sovereign people, right? You're sovereign, okay? Not a sovereign citizen, but you are sovereign. You are actually a king without uh, subjects, okay? That's how it is, and that's what, and all this is in law. I'm not talking out of my butt, and this is beautiful when I see stuff that confirms what I've been talking about. Um, but again, if you have common sense, if you understand the principles, you're going to find it in law. It's going to be right there. Somebody else's, it's, it's a conclusion. You can't come to the other. And this is exactly what it's saying, that they gain their powers, right? It is the only supreme power in our system of government. And every man, every man, there's that term, man. See, how often do you ever see them use it? There it is. And every man who, by accepting office, participates in its function, is only the more strongly bound to submit to that supremacy and to observe the limitations which it imposes on the exercise of the authority which it gives. So, again, the Unanimous Declaration of Independence, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. 
that just powers is the powers that they're granted only because they're willing to give up their sovereignty and basically their their manhood in order to serve. So this is beautiful. I mean, I didn't highlight the crap out of that one. And this is beautiful right there. Uh, let me see if I can find the case case for you. Wow. That's that's some sweet stuff there. Not that all of this isn't sweet, but that's like the sweetest for me. I, I just love it when, you know, I'm spouting stuff and it kind of flies over people's heads and, you know, I'm, I'm trying to insist on it and then people kind of like question it and you get, you know, pounded on, you have discussions and arguments. And then it's so weird because like weeks, months, years later, all of a sudden, poof, there it is in this case uh, that I had no, uh, didn't know existed before. But that's the beauty about reading it. That was U.S. versus Lee. U.S. versus Lee, 106 U.S., so it's a fairly early one, nine, uh, 196, comma, 220, uh, 1S, period, CT, 240, comma, 261, comma, 271, uh, I, um, period, dot, sorry, ED, 171, oh, yeah, I was right, 1882. So these are all, let me see if there's any recent ones, 1884, 1882, 1872, 1803, 1958, that's the most recent one. Um, but, you know, it just shows that things have been going downhill um, after the 1800s, basically the late 1800s, even here, it looks like the early. But 1958, which one? That's Cooper. Oh, we all, Cooper versus Aaron, that's uh, number 12. Let me see what that is. I'm going to read it here in a second. Yes, yeah, coming up. Quote, all law, in parentheses, rules and practices, in parentheses, which are repugnant to the Constitution are B-O-I-D, dot, dot, dot. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the rights, privileges, or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor deprive any citizen of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, dot, 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 or equal protections under the law, end quote. This renders judicial immunity unconstitutional. What? And that's number 11, which was, as I said, that's the most, but that one was in 1803. Okay, still, still 1803. This renders judicial immunity unconstitutional. Quote, any judge who does not comply with his oath to the Constitution of the United States wars against that Constitution and engages in action violation of the supreme law of the land. The judge is engaged in acts of treason, end quote. And that is number 12, and that was 1958. Quote, no state, legislature, legislator, or executive or judicial officer can war against the Constitution without violating his undertaking to support it. Bingo. Without violating his undertaking to support it. And that one was 1821. So the most recent one is any judge who does not comply with his oath to the Constitution of the United States, wars against the Constitution, and engages in acts in violation of the supreme law of the land, the judge is engaged in acts of treason. How many times have we talked about that? So that's a fairly short. There's a lot more, but this one was pretty powerful. And it's still not the one I'm looking for. Um, wow, this is so... Was, uh, so that was 1958? 
1958, and the name of it is, on that particular one, is uh, 1958. Cooper versus Aaron, which has got, if you go to Cooper versus Aaron, it has a lot of good stuff in it. Almost all these do, but that, that they all have, some of, it's really interesting. On the tax stuff, I found that there was quotes made out of a court, out of a case, and I got into an argument with this guy, um, what's his name, um, Squid, retired Squid, R-E-T, Squid, and we've been going back and forth. He ended up finally blocking me from chatting on his on on uh, on his post um, because I, you know, was getting more and more cases and convincing stuff. And this is about travel and the term person. And he didn't like what I was what I was getting at. And uh, um, when I looked up these cases, uh, the quote that he was quoting, which was actually useful, he went and uh, because it came off the internet, somebody else quoted again. It was a counter, what do you call it? Um, controlled opposition. Uh, uh, um, they had posted it and mis. It was a misread. In other words, they were misusing it. And you'll find this a lot of times something that sounds good. If you don't shepherd it and go look it up yourself, it may sound good, but in actual fact, it's taken out of context. And this is one of those cases where it's taken out of context. The irony of the whole thing was that when I went and shepherded it, I found that the paragraph before and the paragraph below, where it had been taken out of context, was far more powerful. So anytime you do research, you, you actually find that. You can, a lot of times you'll find that they misquoted it so that it can be discounted if you use it in your documents. It's, it's, it's the trick inside the trick. But if you shepherd the case, you will actually find a better quote. So it's kind of like that case where where the uh, we had an, I, I did a motion for submission of, um, of authorities, further authorities, which was granted right there, Johnny on the spot um, in the court um, because I did it orally. And it was then put into writing. And uh, we both had 15 days or 20 days or I think it was 20 days, actually. The judge gave us 20 days to bring forth um, more authorities, which is basically cases. And I brought, I think, like 8 or 10, maybe even 12, and they only brought one, but they padded it. They, they, they put a copy, the whole entire case. I think I mentioned this before, but I'll mention it for these purposes here again, that, um, that it was a case about adoption or something to that effect. And it was they, they they literally put a copy of the entire case in there to make it look like they had lots of cases. When in actual fact they had one, and out of that it was a line taken out of virtually out of context, um, but it was one line and I still remember this day. It said no court can grant an order which substantially affects the interest of any of the parties. And, you know, because they're putting it there it appeared that it could work against me, and I just sat there and turned it around on them and said, I totally agree. And then I laid it out as a fact base that I totally agree with them. Um, and, in fact, I opened up my my, my presentment uh, agreeing with them and using their cases as a primary because it's absolutely true because that goes straight to what's called status quo, that if you're the one who's in, in, living in the home, that you're, you should be left there. If you're the one who can show that you have the most amount of interest, then that's the status quo again. And that's what I said. I, I absolutely agree that the court cannot give an order that would substantially impact, um, effect, excuse me, would substantially affect the interest of any of the parties. And I showed that I, which was admitted by all parties at the very least, even if the the fraud closures were trying to come, uh, were correct in their in their interest, their interest was only fifteen thousand, and the alleged tax was only I think it was eight thousand or ten thousand. And this other bank that was trying to come out of nowhere said that they had fifty thousand. 
when nobody disagreed that I hadn't paid the 187000 I mean, my down payment was 75000 So I trumped everybody just in my actual cash, um, you know, uh, which I had a you know, proper receipt for a witness in the whole nine yards. So just my cash value, plus they agreed to all the, that I had made all the other payments. The, the, the dispute was over 15000 So I showed right there that I had the superior interest in the first place, and um, everything should go on status quo. So I turned it around on them. But if I had not shepherded that case um, and looked at it, um, I probably would not have you know, been able to, to, to realize that I could use it to my advantage. So that's always a good idea to do the reading, to do the shepherding, and just amazing. Like I said, for those people who do not know how to use um, uh, and don't have uh, access um, to PACER, PACER, I really need to get an account with PACER, but I believe you can get, um, you know, I've, I haven't done certain things for security purposes, but I believe you can, get a, you can get a certain number of documents for free. As long as you don't go over the number. Um, per month, then you can you can get uh, documents off of PACER. And that's where you can actually get the filings. What is it that, that was filed? And you, so you can get an idea. Now, I paid $200. I actually split it with somebody $100 each so that we could get a disc which has um, uh, uh, 42 1983s deprivation of rights suits that were successful. Um, all those, unfortunately, were filed by attorneys. And as we know, attorneys want to drag it out as long as possible. So they file the necessary elements to get it heard so that it gets before the court, and then they rely upon discovery. And um, what we've discovered is when you present your case, you want to present it right from the beginning. You want to have, all, you want to have it a prima facie case is what you want. Prima facie means on its face. So you're presenting the information and everything, and you rely upon certain discovery later on. Uh, if necessary, when they rebut something, you can then rely upon discovery to shut them down and, and uh, do your interrogatories uh, to shut them down um, because that's basically what it is. It's, it's all shutting them down. It's shutting them down game and knowing the first thing they're going to do is challenge, you know, do a uh, 12B6, which is failure to state a claim upon which relief can be granted. And I just went through and reviewed another one, I think two this week, um, you know, 10, 15 pages. And, you know, unfortunately it's arduous reading a lot of times. But once again, uh, over and over and over again, I see the same thing. The people are quoting laws, they're quoting statutes, they're quoting whatever it is, they're saying, oh, they're in violation of this, they're doing that. These are all accusatory, okay? And nothing about the actual incident. Well, they took my property, I want it back, and, the, and, and then, of course, reading this new common law language, uh, which is, for me, a little bit arduous, um, you know, I, man, okay, the first time is fine. Just simply say, you know, man... You know, the way I do it is to say it comes now, man, given the name, Colin Derrick, of uh, the family of, and then I do the family of, da da da, um, uh, preserving all rights, waiving none, uh, all rights known and unknown, waiving none, um, and then I put a few other little things in there, um, entitled to, you know, st and so on, and then I go here, here and after, um, plaintiff. That's it. So you don't have to make a list of I, me, my and all the other different terms that you may refer to yourself, okay? Instead, just say plaintiff. And it also, and there's times, strategic-wise, when somebody's reading it and they see the word plaintiff, 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 you're the plaintiff here, and it's always favors to go read case after case after case. And it's a matter of law that the plaintiff is, in a civil case is always 
considered to be telling the truth. So anything that you're saying as the plaintiff is considered to be telling truth until the other side tips the scale the other way. And once you understand this, and it, it just it makes life so much easier. So when you're quote unquote a defendant, you want to become the plaintiff. Uh, one of the ways to do this is a counter complaint. So now that you you're become the plaintiff, another way to do it is to do the appeal. Now you are actually the plaintiff here. Okay. So there's there's ways of flipping the the tables, but at the very least, uh, you need to tip the scale. And the way you do that, first of all, is a general denial, and then perhaps a specific denial on each one, and show how it's not true. And what that does is it tips the scales in your favor. And once you tip the scales, like a light switch, the light switch goes click, all of a sudden now the burden of proof is on them. Now, in a criminal case, that's not true. criminal case, you don't need to say anything. And you probably shouldn't say anything, except uh, you have accepted denial. There's a general, I, I have no knowledge of. That's, that's like I said, that one case um, that I got uh, dis, dismissed was basically uh, by simply saying I have no knowledge. And now they had the proof. They had to prove it, um, and they didn't have any proof because they couldn't prove I had any knowledge, which means there was no mens rea, which means there was no criminal intent, and that's required. They couldn't do that. Um, so I know I'm repeating myself, but, you know, this is how I pound it into my head. Trust me, I read this stuff over and over and over and over, and over again. And that's how you get it pounded in your head because we've all been conditioned and um, programmed, literally. Um, uh, what is that thing called? Um, operation... What is that one where they're brainwashing the people literally uh, to get them to uh, react? What was it? Anybody know? It was 12-something or other. And they were doing it in World War II, and then under Operation Paperclip, they brought... Huh? I I saw... Yeah, I know what they... uh, Yeah, when that one guy fell out of a six-story window or whatever, they were doing something... Testing yeah, like yeah. Well, believe it or not, this is really weird. I, I, um, I was testing out a phone, and I went ahead and wanted to look at the videos, and I started watching whatever videos came up. And after I watched like ten minutes of it, I was just like, I felt like throwing up. And um, I, I, I realized something right then that this is why people are completely so um, zombie is because the young people are looking to fit in. So everything they see on that video is basically programming them. And for the older people then, you know, it becomes this is, this is what is right. This is the environment. All of that is, is, is fake. It does, you know, you cannot attain, even the superstars do not attain that status. They're not having fun, you know. Um, uh, you know, that's why a lot of them are doing drugs. You know, because once you become a superstar, you're actually alienated from the rest of the world. You can't really relax and enjoy yourself with your friends because you can't trust anyone. So, but this is what what the, what people don't know. It looks all wonderful and everyone's friendly and happy and you're loved and da 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 and all this other stuff. That's what you see, but that's not what the real life is about. Um, you know, and and the, it's, so it's really it's it's programming uh, from a very young age. Um, to fit in and to this is what you're looking for, this is what you want, and and actuality, the re, the reality is completely different. Um, it's in conjunction with the food cone. Huh? Uh, it's in conjunction with that, what you're talking about, that mind control thing, but also it's in the food. They work hand in hand. Oh, you're not kidding. Oh, you're not kidding. Um, I notice a difference since I've been eating all natural foods and stuff. 
um, you know, which I, I, I was pretty good before, but now, um, you know, all, all natural stuff, you know, it's, and, and even though it's more expensive in the long run, I'm not spending any more money for some reason. It's really weird. And I'm eating shrimp, you know, <laughs> something always, you know, like once a year type of thing. You know, I bought some chicken the other day cause I haven't had any meat in so long. Uh, but I bought some chicken, but it was all um, what they call happy grown and all natural environment. It wasn't in cages or any of that stuff. And man, I'm telling you, I used a third of what I normally do. I didn't need that much. And I was full in no time at all. So you're eating a whole lot less. It's just really amazing. Um, it, it really is. So, huh? I said, careful with that shrimp or any seafood. Make sure you're getting it out of the Atlantic and not the Pacific. Well, I, I trust my my girlfriend does this for a living, and I trust her. This is what she does, so I trust her. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I guess that Fukushima radiation is like 540 times the high that we were told what it is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Uh, actually, that's that that's another thing that. The, to be watching out for, yeah. I'm just learning that. And by the way, I don't know if people know or not. Um, you really want to watch the video. It's called Beyond Treason. Beyond Treason on YouTube. Um, it's scary. It is really, really, really scary. What what they did is they used depleted uranium uh, for armor piercing shells, and apparently they shot so much off that we're talking like two or three hundred tons, tons of depleted uranium was shot out. Well, when they hit something, it turns into a powder, and therefore all that depleted uranium is in the air. And that's why there's so many soldiers coming back from these wars um, with all sorts of problems, and they're transferring it even to their partners and their children. So, I mean, it's some really scary shit. I mean, really bad. I mean, that's why it's, it's beyond treason, because the Clintons were doing it just to make money, you know? Um, and the other ones, all that are involved in all that stuff, is that they were doing it just, just to make a buck, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't want to go into detail. Watch the video for yourself. If you guys want to talk about it, come on, talk about it. Um, uh, that's something I can't do anything about right now, but we can start learning how to um, file actions and hold these public servants accountable. And that's why this is so important. Um, read a couple cases here. I wanted to share this other one with you. Give me a second. I know they say they'll take four generations to, to get it uh, cleaned up, all that all that uh, radiation. Well, that's going to be real hard to do, considering the half-life of depleted uranium was over 16 million years. I mean, come on. Right. Why am I not finding it? Cases, other people's files, the comments of office, talk to talk to, use about chat Wow, this is so weird, guys. Let me see if it's under use. No constitutional license. Nope. Where is that damn document? Maybe it's in cases. Maybe I put it under cases. 
super powerful links, blood closures one, procedures to change personal jurisdiction. Boy, that's interesting. Procedures to change personal jurisdiction. Closure links. Oh my god, okay, never mind. <laughs> what on earth? It can't be that long ago. Yeah, I did this whole research on steps to becoming a lawyer. Ridiculous. Oh, well. Well, unfortunately, I'm not finding it, guys. I really apologize. It's just one term, and I think I already did it a couple weeks ago anyway. Just go back to the other one. Uh, but I did want to mention, as I said before, I want to share, let me go to this other computer, that there is some cases that I wanted to share with you. There it mentions common law. Uh, let me see. This is it here. Oh, there new. We'll find out. No, that's not going to be it. Supreme Court rulings updated all the same. Uh, it's more about jurisdiction. Any court that fails due process forfeits any perceived jurisdiction, and any rulings rendered are null and void without force or effect whatsoever. I think I did this one already, so I'm not going to do it again. Martin versus Hunter Lisi. Ah, this is a great one. Uh, I think I mentioned it before, which is Martin versus Hunter Lisi. Um, but I think this one section, I'll read it to you one more time because it's worth it. This, again, goes back to the principles of the Constitution. Let's read this real quick. The Constitution of the United States was ordained and established by the, not by the state in their sovereign capacity, but emphatically as the preamble to the Constitution declares by the people of the United States. There can be no doubt that it was competent to the people to invest the general government with all the powers which they might deem proper and necessary, sound familiar to you, um, Carl and supporters, um, deem proper and necessary to extend or restrain these powers according to their own good pleasure and to give them a paramount supreme authority. As little doubt can there be that the people had a right to prohibit to the states the exercise of any powers which were, in their judgment, incompatible with the objects of the general compact to make the powers of the state governments in given cases subordinate to those of the of the nation or to reserve to themselves those sovereign authorities. Now, how can you reserve to yourself sovereign authorities if you don't have it? Sovereign authorities, not just rights, but authorities, which they might not choose to delegate to either. So we don't consent, we delegate. You see it there again, uh, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. So again, it's it's again in coming from at the other side and saying that you know it, we don't consent to be governed. We delegate power, okay, to govern. And what are they governing? We're, we are consent. We are delegating power to those that consent to be governed in order to serve the people uh, and to protect uh, to protect that um, 
the 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 laws, the supreme laws which we've established. Uh, let me see. Let me try the other case. But I want to get to the where is the Constitution or Homecoming? Don't believe that's it. Response letter. Brief synopsis. Okay. So I click okay, select portfolio. Um we we haven't talked about foreclosures in a long time, but I've been doing an awful lot on that um lately as well. What is this one Oh, that's that Mr. Getty questions. Hell versus Hinkle professional picture. No. Hell? Oh, is this one? Oh, okay, never mind. XCI interview, Trump strategy comments. Let's see if I got something here. No, that was on the Holocaust. Oh my God. Forgot all about that. That's, it's been a real busy week. Uh, can I ask the practice of law? This is another one. Yeah, this one is interesting, but this is a writing. And I'm still researching this, uh, but it's important uh, because we have the right to help each other. We have the right to, to do process of law. And part of that is to muster the best defense we can have. But I'll, I'll read this here. This comes from uh, HTTP, uh, famguardian.org, uh, subject, law, and government, legal ethics, attorney, licensing, fraud.htm. Um I'll do it one more time. Sorry. HTTP, double up, forward slash, forward slash, F-A-M-G-U-A-R-D-I-A-N dot org, forward slash, subjects, forward slash, L-A-W-A-N-D-G-O-V-T, which the L-A and G are, are, are uppercase, forward slash, legal ethics, the L and the E are, are um, capitalized, forward slash, Attorney licensing fraud with the A L and C uppercase dot H T M. There is no such thing as an attorney licensed to practice law. The United States Supreme Court held a long time ago that the practice of law cannot be licensed by any state. This was so stated in the case named S C H W A R E Schwer versus Board of Examiners three fifty three U S two thirty two in nineteen fifty seven. And it is located for all to read at the following pages in Volume 353 U.S., pages 238-239 of the United States Reports. Here's the quote from that case. Quote, a state cannot exclude a person from the practice of law or from any other occupation in a manner or for reasons that, that contravene the due process or equal protection, in brackets 353 U.S., 232-239. Clause of the 14th Amendment, Dent versus West Virginia, uh, 129 U.S. 114, Slosher Slosher versus Board of Education, 350 U.S. 551, Weeman, W-I-E-M-A-N versus Updegraff, U-P-D-E-G-R-A-F-F, 344 U.S. 183, and C. Ex parte, CCOM 19 HOW.9, 13. 
A state can require high standards of qualification, such as good moral character or proficiency in its law, before it admits an appellant to the bar. But any qualification must have a rational connection with the appellant's fitness or capacity to practice law. Douglas versus Noble, 261 U.S. 165. I read that case. Uh, and it actually kind of works around it a little bit. It's still not clear enough. Uh, Cummings versus Missouri, 4 wall, 277, comma, two, uh, 319 to 320. CF Nibia versus New York, 291 uh, U.S. 502. Obviously, an appellant, excuse me, obviously an applicant. So to me, this, I'm going to throw my two cents within here at the same time. There's, to me, there's also something else going on in this case, which to me became very obvious very quickly. That here we have somebody who is applying to become a member of the bar to take the test. In fact, one of the cases was about whether they could take the test or not. Uh, he was an immigrant uh, as a child, um, and he was uh, he had a Jewish name, and he changed his name to an Italian name so that he could get a job. He busted his ass and worked through. Um, and he ended up going to uh, going to college and going to law school, and he wanted to take the bar exam, but they. He was completely open about the fact that he used an alias and that he was um, had been at one time a member of the quote-unquote uh, Socialist Party or something, a Communist Party. Um, but given the, you know, but he brought people, everybody, and all of his classmates, professors, everyone else, they could all testify as to his good character. And once he discovered um, that the, uh, that the, I don't know whether it was a Communist, I think it was a Communist Party, that he had been a member of was being misused for other than the strict um, uh, communist way. And if you read it, there's really nothing wrong. It's basically what most people would consider democracy um, today. What they call democracy today is basically communism, but it's, both of them cannot be perfected. That's why the founders used the term republic, because that's what it has to be. You have to have this back and forth. You have to have this ongoing. Um, because otherwise it's basically mob rule is what it ends up coming. Uh, and communism in and of itself may sound really good, but it's almost impossible to keep everybody on a completely equal plane. And it loses, and it will always lose, because there's no um, basically reason for people to excel. So there, there's inherent problems in them. But to somebody who's in high school, uh, given his situation, it sounded interesting given the times that he was in. Uh, which is right, which is during the um, the depression. So you know, hard times. But anyway, he uh, rejected it once he realized or saw that there was something wrong with it. And I, for me, that's that's a statement of character. Um, so it's, so continuing. Obviously, oh, what what I was getting at here, we're looking at an application to the bar, and it also is talking about an applicant. And to me, they've already deviated to the concept of, quote-unquote, practicing law. And again, I don't see myself or anyone, anyone doing, doing what we do as practicing law. We are either administering law or we are providing assistance, one or the other. We're either assisting our friends, but we're not practicing law. And as far as I'm concerned, if you have somebody who is licensed to, which they're not, they, all they have is a bar card, but if they were, in fact, licensed to practice law, I wouldn't hire somebody who's going to practice plumbing, would you? Or practice electricity or practice laying a floor, 
you know, a hardwood floor or practice walking your dog. I mean, or, you know, you know, you need, you, the whole idea is when you take guitar lessons, you practice until you get good enough to perform. And I don't see that word. And to me, you know, particularly when you're talking about where words and terms are so specific and so important, it seems to me that this would be extremely important that instead of being licensed to practice law, you'd be licensed to perform law. That's that's what I would like. I mean, to me, that makes more sense. Uh, obviously, an applicant could not be excluded merely because he was Republican or Negro or a member of a particular church. Even in applying permissible standards, officers of a state cannot exclude an applicant when there is no basis for their finding that he fails to meet these standards or when their action is invidiously discriminatory. And that was Yik Wu versus Hopkins, 118 U.S. uh, 356, and also Schwer versus Board of Examiners, 353 U.S. 232, 1957. Another case which bore this out was Sims v. Arens, A-H-R-E-N-S, 271 S.W. 720 in 1925. In this case, the opinion of the court was that, quote, the practice of law is an occupation of common right. So here again, they're talking about practicing of law, and they're talking about an occupation. Knowing what I know about the Pennsylvania's occupation tax, again, I still think we're talking about a business. Uh, but even still, the point is, that even as a business, engaging in a, in a business and, and an occupation, which may be taxable, they're still saying that they can't uh, uh, deny you the right to do that. Because, and there's several, I've actually read several cases about it, that, that they can't regulate uh, a man and his profession, and he has the right to use his tools, whether it's his mind, his job, you know, his hands, such as a carpenter, they cannot deny the right to make a living. So I've actually read some cases on it. It's really interesting. Where some confusion may start is when one doesn't understand that the state Supreme Court only issues a certificate and that it is not a license. All a certificate does is authorize one of those, this is an article I'm reading, by the way, is authorize one of those dirtbags to practice law in courts as a member of the state judicial branch of government. Please note, note one, below, to see that there is no judicial branch of government as we have been led to believe all our lives. That's interesting, too, which is kind of what you were getting at, um, that it's all been replaced with corporate corporatization. But again, I personally will, will use whatever we have, whatever lemons we have and make lemonade. Um, as you were saying earlier, that uh, that some of these people, or in fact, in fact, most of them are these judges, don't have a proper oath well, that may be true, but what I like to do is use whatever it may be against them. So I'm going to assume that uh, that they are acting under oath until they're willing to say, "Oh, I don't have an oath. I've got a I've got an oath to a foreign country or foreign corporation." You see what I'm getting at? So knowing that they that they won't tell on themselves, it gives you the advantage to force the law upon them. And that's what the tr- trick is. And when you get that video, um, which I still haven't found for you, I, I apologize. I did post it. Let me find it on, um, while I'm using the phone. See, this is a bummer. I don't know if my computer can do this, but I'm going to try like hell. Because I can, I can, 
pull up. Skype. I posted on Skype. The second, the second one here. Well, maybe, maybe this is it. No. What? What is? No, that's not good. Oh dear. Um. Hmm. Nope, that's not getting me what I want. <laughs> Boy, I'm not doing too good. Let me see. Maybe this is it? No, no, not it. All right, well, let me try something else. Quit that. I'll go to Skype. I'm going to try to pull it up if I lose it. And I lose it. I want to find that. It's really important. What it is is a cop, a police officer as I mentioned before, and he went through a whole bunch of stuff to win his case. They, you know, they, they did the same thing to us. I mean, th- same thing to him, and quite frankly, worse, because they were basically taking his job um, and all the process that he went through. But he did prevail. And the way he prevailed, he used uh, the law. He studied the law and procedures, and he tells you that many times, to use procedures, to use procedures. Look at your court procedures and know what it is. Once you know the game, and the more you study, the easier it gets. The principles become uh, uh, more easy to understand once you once you lay it out. Um, so, like I say, you you box them in with the law, whether they have an oath. Because uh, somebody mentioned on on the call to him, they asked him about the oath of office. He said, "I wouldn't even worry about that. It, you know, that's that's their problem, not yours. What matters is, are they going to adjudicate in accordance with the law? That's what's important." And I shared this with everybody. Oh, let me see who else has it. Yeah, let me try this one here. I think I shared it with him. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, here it is. Uh, if you look it up, it's under Traffic Remedies on YouTube. Uh, let me see if I can click on it. Coming up. It's at uh, obviously www.youtube.com forward slash watch. I'm going to have to lead up here a little bit. It's an audio. It's not a, It's not a video. Um, it's called Traffic Remedies with Rodney, R-O-U-Z-A-N, 2 slash 24 slash 15. And if you want to go and punch it in, it's www.youtube.com forward slash watch, question mark. God, I can't read. V, lowercase v, equals T-Z-8-I, uppercase C, uppercase E, 0, S-M, uppercase T, 4. Uh, and let me see what else we got there. Yeah, so that's the one you want right there. And it goes into uh, uh, it is, there's nothing no right. Oh, on that, um, if you click on show more, it drops down. Um, 
where you have like 42 action on Facebook, 42 action. Let me see what's here. Do 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 do. It's under 42 action dot org. Oh, okay. HTTP double dot forward slash forward slash www dot 42 the number four and the two action dot org. Um, and I actually went to that website. I haven't finished vetting it yet. In fact, I barely even started on it. Um, but it looks pretty interesting because they're doing 42-1983. So, you know, and that's what I'm into. And that's what he used, by the way. He used it basically as a weapon to back them down. Let me see what else I had here. He was also... I've gone back again because one of the people that I haven't heard from in about a year or so reminded me of Carl Miller's thing. That's what she's using in Texas. Um, so... Um, you know, by he kind of lays things out pretty, pretty clearly. Some people think he's over the hill and all this other stuff, but the law is never over the hill. I mean, it's 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 established. So I don't have a problem with that. What else have I got here? I wanted to share with you. And while we're here, I'm going to go find that article. Posted in the other room. Where is it? Anybody? The floor is open pretty much right now, on and off. Any questions that, you know, something you want me to try to address uh, while I'm doing this stuff? Here are our chat administration now. If I can go back and get it. That was Traffic Remedy with Rodney Rosen, right? Uh, Traffic Remedy, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. I got it. There's no reason I can't post it. Yeah, let me do this. On some of these rooms, these Skype rooms, they've been going on for so long, they have to scroll for about two days. Finally scroll up to that article. Oh, if you, yeah, if you guys don't know Romley Stewart, R-O-M-L-E-Y Stewart, man, it's just phenomenal what he does. Just, I, I did that a couple months ago, a couple weeks, certainly several weeks ago. I would recommend watching those. A lot to learn on these. But once again, everything that you do, everything that you watch and everything that you read, you need to go and look it up for yourself and find out because when you read it for yourself and you find it, then you know that you can stand on it. Oh, I never got that one. Winston Shroud. Situation PDF. Let me find out about that. That's it. So, well, we'll put it in the spot. All right, I'm looking forward here. So much good stuff. It's really difficult to keep up with it all. We have some pretty good groups here on Skype. If you're not on Skype, there are some pretty good groups here. And uh, I think I can I can add you. I'm not sure if you want to do that. Again, send me an email. I do almost all my stuff through email and Skype now again, which I tried to stay away from. But this time it's becoming very useful. Oh, yeah, this is the pipeline. Oh, by the way, 
I came up with a solution on the pipeline stuff. But I need to find the right you know, the right people to share it with. All right, there was an article here. Um, this is my comment. Dear Gene, thank you for it. It lays out very well and reveals the hidden truth of corruption in every facet of the judicial system. Ah, here it is. Yes, this is it. This is it here. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Next to the oath, look again. And one can see even the original oath, the term support, is not there. Uh, however, there is one saving grace. Quote, which is why I believe one needs to repeat something three times. Uh, and in parentheses, again, you shall deny me three times before the cock crows, end parentheses, to cause it to go from assertion unrebutted to fact and evidence. Um, also, I'm finding, somebody sent me something that Carl Lentz says the same thing, so that's interesting. Keep that in mind, in parentheses, the same as in the true accounting, which Julie has figured out. A bill, quote, a true bill is witnessed by two and signed by the one. If two or more, in quote, if two more come in my name, I shall be amongst you, end quote, in parentheses, which goes unrebutted, in parentheses, showing conclusive evidence, also sworn to its validity, truth, in parentheses, end quote, uh, or end quote, in parentheses, um, become fact admissible as evidence which tips the scale in one's favor upon recording it properly in public view, and uh, parentheses, and is undeniable as a matter of law and judicially noticeable binding upon the, any court or judge, administration, end parentheses. And that, quote, the original opening above saving grace is, uh, this is how I started the article, the, my response, saving grace, is the, is the previous to the, quote, and all executive judicial officers, both the United States and the several states, shall be bound um, by oath or affirmation to support this Constitution. And the saving grace is, even if they don't have that oath of office as they're required, the saving grace is this. Previous before it says, it is written, as I say, it is written, shall be the super, the United, the, this Constitution, the laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance of there, shall be the supreme law of the land and the judges in every state. And I put in parentheses, even de facto state of corruption, corrupt entity, United States included, and parentheses, shall be bound thereby anything in the Constitution or laws of any state to the contrary, notwithstanding, and I put in parentheses, and any derivatives, creations thereto, to the contrary, contrary to the express provisions of the trust from which they are derived, namely the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America in Congress assembled, that all men, non-gender, are created equal and endowed by the Creator with certain unalienable rights. So that's what I wrote as a response, that even if they don't have a proper oath um, as a judge, they're still bound by the Constitution because it clearly states. Um, and once again, any derivative of any state, so even if it's, even if it's a corporate entity, um, Wow, that was pretty decent. I went on for a while. I don't want to read all that. But it, um, I can copy-paste that if somebody wants to read it. Do-do-do-do-do. And that's, that's a pretty... That goes in and out. There's been a lot of quiet stuff I think people um, are actually either doing, uh, getting on with their lives, or waiting to see what's going to happen. And I think they're realizing that um, it's up to us to get back our judicial 
um, systems within the states themselves. So there you have it. Let's see if I can actually find that article again because that's what was posted. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, let me see. No, 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 no. Let me see. Federal. Oh, here it is. Fatal defect. Let me go ahead and open it up because there's that term that I'm looking for that he was talking about. Fatal defect. Here it is. It's a. It's a great. It's a. It's a good article though, um, and it's an ongoing case that he has. And it's under HTTPS forward slash forward slash Supreme Court case dot WordPress dot com forward slash two oh one seven forward slash oh one forward slash sixteen fatal hyphen defect hyphen in hyphen every hyphen federal hyphen case hyphen since hyphen March hyphen one hyphen nineteen ninety one hyphen all hyphen such hyphen decisions hyphen and hyphen judgments hyphen void forward slash. <laughs> so that's why this is recorded so you can back up and listen to it again, okay? Um, but let me uh, scroll down here uh, where they actually changed it. Uh, proceed to execute the due. shall take the file. Okay. Each justice judge shall take the following oath. I'm looking for where they changed it. Here it is. I'll read it to you. Congress uh, in 19... Section 8 Judiciary Act and cosmetically the text of the oath said to it, quote, each justice or judge of the United States shall take the following oath or affirmation before performing the duties of his office. Uh, double dot. Quote, I, and their name, do solemnly swear, in parentheses or affirm, that I will administer justice without respect to persons. That's kind of out of, out of scripture, isn't it? Comma, and do equal right. This is a fascinating. And do equal right to the poor and to the rich. And that I will faithfully and impartially discharge and perform all the duties incumbent upon me as, and I guess you're going to put judge in there, according to the best of my abilities and understanding, comma, agreeably to the Constitution and laws of the United States, so help me God, end quote. So that's what it used to be. That's the term, agreeably to the Constitution. Now you understand what I mean. What does agreeably to the Constitution mean? It seems to me like that could be argued uphill and down dale. And so it was, in fact, changed. Um, for the next 42 years, uh, years justice and judge of the United States who take the the 28 U.S.C. subsection 453, uh, comma 62 stat 0.907, oath are quote bound by oath or affirmation to support this Constitution end quote. So that is actually in the statute, Judiciary Act of 76, just like all other federal jurists jurists who came before them and therefore authorized to exercise, quote, the judicial powers of the United States, end quote, Constitution Article 3, subsection 1. What? And I thought it was Article 6. Oh, well, he's talking about something else then. The ju- oh, the judicial powers of the United States is Article 3, section 1. And discharge and perform the duties of their respective offices. 
next next uh, heading: Congress alters material of the oath of justice and judges. Congress on the on December first, nineteen ninety. However, in publication law, public law, excuse me, one o one dash six five zero at section four o four thereof, comma, one o four stat, period five one two four. Effective 90 days later on March 1st, 1991, 104 stat 5124 at subsection 407. So that's 104 statute 5123 under, and that's Public Law 101-650, Stat 5089-5124, December 1, 1990. So the amendment changed it from uh, um, to the be- to, uh, from according to the best of my abilities and understanding, agreeably to and inserting the word under. So that that kind of, it did take a little bit of the, the breath out of it, but I did find what it was. The term was agreeably to, although it did apparently knock out more than what I thought. It says, according to the best of my abilities and understanding, agreeably to, and insert it under. So it now reads... Um, I do solemnly swear to affirm that I will administer justice without respect to persons and do equal right to poor and to rich, and that I will faithfully and impartially discharge and perform all duties incumbent upon me as judge under the Constitution and laws of the United States, so help me God. So anyway, uh, that was the term I was the term I was looking for, agreeably to. So under um the Constitution of the United States and uh, the laws of the United States, which to me includes 18 U.S.C. 241 and 242. So I, I don't see that that's a big difference. But what I do see is that in neither one of these does it use the term support. And I think that uh, if you want to make an argument, that would be the real argument that, hey, they're not properly an oath because they don't have any word called support. Go ahead. Somebody want to say something? What's on the board here? Oh boy, lots of stuff on the board. Let's see if I can blow this up a little bit. Can't.
Okay. I'm not sure, but it. Looks like another conversation that I'm not aware of. That's okay. Um, So, anyway, um, let me get to those other ones I wanted to share with you, uh, which had to do with common law. I'm about ready to lose battery power, so I better plug up. Let me plug up. At least I'm not out of the back of the truck anymore, so that makes sense. All right. Where are we? Okay, Cummings. I read the other one before, which was pretty powerful. Um, But I wanted to share what I found in these other cases. I can find it again. You know, these are, some of them are, what is this one? This one's 11 pages. Uh, I'm just going to read some quotes that I highlighted out of different cases. This particular case is Cummings versus the state of Missouri. Um, a quick quote, quote page, now when I say page 11, uh, excuse me, page 9 of 11, that's according to the Word document. Uh, that I have. So I, I, I cut everything and paste it into Word or have it converted. Um, but it's about um, more than three-fourths, maybe, four, uh, what would it be? Seven-ninths of the way through? Close, but not quite. Under this form of legend, this is just a quote, you'll pick it up. Under this form of legislation, the most flagrant invasion of private rights in periods of excitement may be enacted and individuals and even whole classes may be deprived of political and civil rights. So in other words, the other side was proffering, uh, you know, that, that, the, uh, that the people, let's see if I can read a little bit of it to get you up to speed here. These are all cases I'm only just reading. I'm just going to jump in. The Constitution of Missouri, this is in Missouri, as we have seen, excludes on failure to take the oath prescribed by it a large class of persons within their borders from numerous positions and pursuits. It would have been equally within the power of the state to have extended the exclusion so as to deprive the parties who are unable to take the oath from any avocation, whatever in the state take still another case. Suppose that in the progress of events, persons now in the minority in the state should obtain the ascendancy um, and secure the control of the government. Nothing could prevent if the constitutional prohibition, prohibit, prohibition can be evaded, the enactment of provisions requiring every person as a condition of holding any position of honor or trust or of pursuing any avocation in the state to take an oath that he had never advocated or advised or supported the imposition of the present expungatory oath. What the argument is is what they're saying. Hard reading. Expungatory oath. What? All right, is that just me or we're getting feedback here? 
Yeah, I'm going to start meeting out, uh, and then I'll Try it again. Okay, so it was public educators. You're causing a lot of feedback. If you can do that, I'll unmute you or raise your hand. If, I believe it's star eight. Um, so were you able to pick up any of that? Let's see here. Money, Mike. You still there, Money Mike? Okay, you muted yourself. Okay. Does it sound better now? Thank you, Law Fan. All right, continuing. So th- this is what this, this discussion was about, was they were requiring in this oath, it's kind of an interesting case, it gets kind of long and laborious, as you can see. Um, but the, the best I can... If, share with you is that it's a, it's a case about uh, whether they had to take an oath stating that they had never, ever, ever had any thoughts or concepts or, or participated in anything that might be in contravention to the state um, 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 you know, the, the way the state is, which first of all, to me it was a real simple thing that violated your right to use freedom of expression, freedom of religion. Um, but that's not what I'm trying to get to in this case. Um, da, 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 the question arose in New York soon after the Treaty of the Peace of 1783 upon a statute of that state, which involved the, dis- the discussion of the nature and character of these expurgatory oaths, expurgatory, ex- which means anything in the past, um, oaths. And that's what this really this discussion was about, that they were trying to block somebody from taking the oath because they may or may not have uh, participated or had thoughts um, or or been a member of any organization or done something improper. So they're actually addressing this about whether having been a member of the Communist Party or not, as long as they didn't act on what they're saying, is because, you know, you have that political right. It was considered a political party. Um, when used as a means of inflicting punishment for past conduct, the subject was regarded as so important and the requirement of the oath such a violation of the fundamental principles of civil liberty and the rights of the citizen that it engaged the attention of the eminent lawyers and distinguished statesmen of the time, and among others, of Alexander Hamilton. Uh, and it goes on. We cite some passages, the paper left, da-da-da. So now they're citing some of this paper. Um, if we examine it, in parentheses, the measure requirement of the oath, uh, said this great lawyer, quote, with an unprejudicial, prejudiced eye, we must acknowledge not only that it was an invasion of the treaty, but a subversion of one great principle of social security, to wit, that every man shall be presumed innocent 
until he is proved guilty. This would to invert the order of things, and instead of obliging the state to prove the guilt in order to inflict the penalty, it was to oblige the citizen to establish his own innocence to avoid the penalty. It was to excite scruples in the honest and conscientious and to hold out a bribe to perjury. It was a mode of inquiry who had committed any of those crimes to which the penalty of disqualification was annexed. With this aggravation, with this aggravation, that it deprived the citizen of the benefit of that advantage which he would have enjoined by leaving, as in all other cases, the burden of proof upon the prosecutor. I found that to be important right there, that as in all other cases, the burden of proof upon the prosecutor. Quote, to place this under a still clearer light, let it, let it be supposed that instead of the mode of indictment of a trial by jury, the legislature was to, was to declare that every citizen who did not swear he had never adhered to the king of Great Britain should incur all the penalties which our treason laws prescribed. Would this not be a palpable evasion of the treaty and direct infringement of the Constitution? The principle is the same in both cases, with only this difference in the consequences, that the instance already acted upon the citizen's forfeits as part of his rights. In the one supposed, he would forfeit the whole. The degree of punishment is all that distinguishes the cases. In either, justly considered, it is substantially a new and arbitrary mode of prosecution to that ancient and highly esteemed one recognized by the law and constitution of the state. I mean the trial by jury. Here's another quote. Let us not forget that the Constitution declares that trial by jury in all cases in which he has been formally used should remain inviolate forever and that the legislature should not at any time erect any new jurisdiction which should not proceed according to the course of the common law. What? Common law shall not proceed according to the course... Let me me back it up here so I don't misinterpret it. Let us not forget that the Constitution declares that trial by jury in all cases in which it has been formally used should remain inviolate forever and that the legislature should at no time erect any new jurisdiction which should not proceed according to the course of the common law. Nothing can be more repugnant to the true genius of common law than such an inquisition as has been mentioned unto the conscience of men. If any oath with retrospect to past conduct were to be made in condition on which such individual who has resided within the British lines should hold their estates, we should immediately see that this proceeding would be tyrannical and a violation of the treaty. So these are some pretty powerful comments there. And the reason I'm mentioning it is because everyone likes the, the concept of common law. There it is. And that's what I mean. Is all of the laws that we have are founded on the principle of common law. This is where he says, Nothing can be more repugnant to the true genius of common law than such an inquisition. And once again, that the legislature should at no time erect any new jurisdiction 
So that tells you that these, these courts conducting it are completely unconstitutional in their actions. Uh, check the board. Okay, who is the Commonwealth? I'm going to try to read here. Clearly I have authority as I am typing. I have a clue. No, I'll see that. Wish you would check the board. I'm checking the board. What am I supposed to see, idiot? Idiot, sorry. Pardon, no authority. I don't see what's up. What am I supposed to check for? Oh, I got the wrong mouse. I see the argument about sons of anarchy. House good and bad protect each other, yep. House protect me from bad cops. Okay, I'm not seeing what it is I'm supposed to see here. Can you point it out or copy paste it? Okay, uh, continuing. Uh, just sharing some good stuff here because I know this is, everyone's into the common law, but I think this confirms, and you can stand on it, this case, Cummings versus the state of Missouri. Um, it makes it quite clear that the legislature cannot create any law, which means they cannot allow any corporate entity to take over an established law that does, that, that is in violation as well. Um, next quote, to say that the person who will be affected by it having previously forfeited that right and that therefore nothing is taken from them is begging of the question. How do we know who are the persons in that situation? If it be answered, this is the mode taken to ascertain it. The objection returns, quote, "'Tis an improper mode because it puts the most essential interest of the citizen upon a worse footing than we should be willing to tolerate where inferior interests were concerned. And inferior means any corporate interest. And because to elude the treaty, it substitutes for the established and legal mode of investigating crimes and inflicting forfeiture, one that is unknown to the Constitution and repugnant to the genius of our law. And there's that word genius, which a minute ago referred to as the genius of common law. I'm trying to read what you're saying here. If no, of no concern to foreigners, okay. Who are calling foreigner in Northern Virginia? Shay, I think. She hired Laura to appeal. I'd like to hear how that's going and why she decided to use lawyer. Do I guess? I think our key idiot. Pro Trump. That's one guess. Okay, I don't see anything yet on the board that's substantial. Uh, Shay is not muted. Let me finish this, and then I'll see if you guys want an update from her. That's fine. All right, so that was that case, and I believe I have one more, which I also found similar wonderful things, and I haven't finished these cases either. As you know, I read them backwards and highlight as I go. Oh, shucks. Here, here's what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. Watch this. Yeah. This is why I love to convert things into word. Word. So I just type in. 
Come on, let's go find it. All right, not on that one. Let's try just the word. Common. Let's see if it comes in. Yeah, looks like it's not. All right, so it's not this case. I thought it was, but apparently not this particular case. Let's go back to the data in Missouri one more time. Uh, here we go. Okay, see. Now here's another one. And to if it's just a quick cut quote. And this is not all. The classes, the clauses in question, subvert the presumptions of innocence and alter the rules of evidence, which heretofore, under the universally recognized principles of common law, have been supposed to be fundamental and un changeable. So we're going to highlight that and take that purple. Are you beginning to see a pattern here? The, the concept of common law is just that. It's a principle, which is why it's quote-unquote, as, as people keep saying, it's not written down because it's a concept and a principle, and it's been, in fact, put into law and codified. The principle cannot, is, put, is written down in the unanimous Declaration of Independence the only place, and that's under a trust, an express trust. Uh, let's find the next one. Come along. Yeah, okay, so that's it for, for that. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so that was the three places, and now I've got them all done. And with that, I believe, I am done. Yep, that's all I got for tonight, right now. We can have some discussions. If anyone has any questions they want to ask, by all means ask. Now is the time. The floor is open. Nobody is muted. Please keep it polite. Um, I see you guys are going back and forth again. Just stop it, you guys. Really, come on. How about this? Instead of having negative comments, how about providing substantial evidence, links, cases, uh, whatever, some documentation to support your statements? Okay? Let's, let's try that. That's cute. Yeah. Well, I don't know anybody who's actually met him, so. Um, ridiculous waste of energy arguing amongst yourselves. Uh, Shay, are you there? People are interested in a follow-up and update on your case. Since we spent a lot of time on this particular show on your case, I think it's worthy. So go ahead. Are you there? Yeah. 
All right, anybody else? Eric, how you doing these days, by the way? Um, send me a quick one. I guess it's you and me. Um, nobody else wanted to speak up, which kind of kind of goes along with if you don't assert your rights, speaking up, right? You're not going to get them. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Good. Who's this? Eric. Hey, Eric, how you doing? Yeah, I just got on five minutes ago there. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, 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 I caught the tail end of what you were talking about there. Yeah, it, it hasn't sunk in. <laughs> I didn't get it. Well, I was just bringing up where I found cases that mentioned common law several times, and the way that they use it in these particular cases is to say that all the laws, which is kind of goes along with what I've been saying, is founded upon the principles of common law. So common law is a principle which is unaltering. It cannot be changed. This is a Supreme Court case. Yeah. And and so that's that's why, you know, people talk about, well, you're going to go to a common law court. Well, you're just talking about a court that 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 is um, based upon the principles, you know, that you're innocent to prove a guilty, that all men are created equal, all these, all these uh, powers, rights, and so on, these concepts and principles. And as we know, uh, these courts are corrupted. So the whole key, which I've been saying all along, is how to box them in, how to force them. And that's why I use statute, which are a written uh, form enacted under the principles or based upon the principles of common law. Because if they weren't, then I would be filing a case to have them uh, eliminated, those uh, amended or, or eliminated as being unconstitutional. And the Constitution, again, they're going to art- uh, eliminated those uh, amended or, or eliminated as exactly. being unconstitutional. And the Constitution, again, they're going to art- uh, they eliminated those uh, amended or, or eliminated as exactly. being unconstitutional. And the Constitution, again, they're going to art- uh, they eliminated those. Uh, we're getting a hell of an no, somebody's done that to you. He's looped it. Somebody's looped it. Okay, I think I found it. That's Mick Gima. Even though that was a so pretty, good quote, pretty good quote to, come to, to loop, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, I come. I come up with a good one last night. Uh, ask the court. I require this court to prove that it is not committing fraud. <laughs> How do you like that one? That's pretty good. I require, I require this court to prove that it's not committing fraud. <laughs> well, how about this one? I want to turn to the attorneys, and, and and the moment that he opens his mouth to go, ask the court, who is that? And the court says, oh, well, he's the prosecutor. So, well, is he acting as, as a judicial officer? He's going to go, yes. Yeah. So, well, aren't they required to have a license to practice law? Yeah, well, I want to see his license. Yeah. They can't yeah. produce one. Well, then I want him charged and arrested right now for contempt of court and for practicing law without a license. Yeah. Does he have first-hand knowledge? Why is he speaking? <laughs> exactly. Or uh, here's another one that's uh, that's not too bad there. Uh, oh, I just lost it there. Uh, oh, man, what was it? Oh, does he have written delegated authority from the Crown? I'd like to see that piece of paper. Oh, so you still believe the BAR is the British Accredited Registry? The the what? Do you believe then that the BAR stands for the British Accredited Registry? Is that why you say that? Uh, 
uh, you know what? That, that's right. That that I I do remember hearing that once. I have no yeah. clue what the bar is. Yeah, it's bullshit. All it means it, in in America. See, I mean, you, all this stuff doesn't get us anywhere. You know what I mean? So no, you it's all registered in London, though. They're registered in London. Yeah, but they, they are. But, but the, well, but the the, the 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 I've been researching this is that the states have requirements that you have to go. They're using the bar as a standard that you have to go through. You have to first of all, you have to go through a a a college to get um, one degree, and then after that, then you have to uh, get go to a, a an accredited law school, and then you have to pass the bar exam. And in order to do that, you have to make application. Uh, to take the bar exam. That's what that case was about. So the legislature yes. has control over it throughout the whole process, but what the legislature has done is use the bar exam and the bar, uh, um, the state bar association as the standard keeper, okay? Yeah. And the, unfortunately, the bar association is not doing what it's supposed to be doing because clearly they're they're not learning the law. They're not uh, in, in accordance with the law. So even though, so this is a delegation of authority. Now, I don't know if the legislature can actually do that or not, but let's say that they can. They now have yeah. passed that responsibility, but they're still the principals. So we need to go after the legislature uh, for allowing the bar to continue, uh, quote unquote, this practice of law um, when they're not qualified, in fact, because the testing is in, inadequate. And the ultimate yeah, thing is. And- you can eliminate the and bar inter- very, very quickly, huh? And to interpret, uh, uh, um, what's that called, uh, intellectual property. Yeah, good point there, yeah. Because we're not allowed to use it. Why are they allowed to use it? Well, and why are they? Why is it that they're not searched? They're the biggest criminal in the world. Why are they not searched and, uh, you know, strip searched before they come into court? Instead, they just walk right through. So you clearly yeah, have well, a, a, a emolument. I would call that an emolument, wouldn't you? Something that makes you special. They're, they're yeah, yeah. They're operating through title only. Right, and that's that's uh, on uh, the the Article One, Section Nine and Ten. I believe it is. It clearly states that no states shall grant any title of nobility. And here you have them exercising what amounts to a title of nobility. Oh, you're an attorney. Okay, yeah. come on through. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and it's supposed to be uh, you know honorable in every way. Yeah, that's what this case was talking about. That they that the legislature the cops they don't have to be sworn in because 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 when they come they come in as their title they're they're perfect in every way. Yeah, exactly, and they, and they don't know shit. Not when so when I come in as a dirty well, dirty ass defendant, well, what the fuck? He's a piece of shit, right? Excuse yeah. my language. Yeah, please. Yeah, you you don't call me defendant whatsoever, buddy. Yep. I ain't defending shit. Well, I think if somebody calls me, you know, from now, if anyone calls me defendant or says, you know, defendant, I go, well, that Prove clear, it. That, that by by what you just said, you are an attacker. Because how can I be a defendant yeah. if I'm not defending myself if there's no attacker? So clearly you are admitting by calling me defendant that you are an attacker. So I'm yeah. going to move for summary judgment by just by the fact that you're calling me defendant. Prima facie evidence. If you're going to call me defendant, then I must be defending myself against something. So you must be the attacker, which is because you don't have like, a claim. 
like Carl says, he says, uh, oh, I, I, I thank you for very much for that title, but I cannot accept such a title right now. Uh, I have uh, too many titles under my on my plate right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm dad. I, 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 my dog calls me Wolf. Uh, yep. um, my my uh, my kid calls me Dad, or my my nephew calls me Uncle. My wife calls me Slave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Hey, you guys on the board, you know how I feel about it. Keep it clean. Uh, otherwise, I just shut it down. And you know I will. Cause I'm not really, really mind we're supposed to have the conversation here. Well, you know, exactly. But, you know, the thing is, this is all going to start collapsing the more that people wake up. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to share. You'll get this, hopefully. Remember a couple weeks ago, I think through the last few months, I've been coming to realize that the biggest problem is I'm trying to share things, and I'm not trying to be mean or rude, to idiots. And idiot just means you don't have knowledge. I'm not, I'm not meaning it as an insult. Uh, we're all idiots on some subjects uh, or many subjects. So we're all idiots. Um, also not a part of, not a part of, uh, of that, that clan. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm making another point um, that that um, that because and, and I like I say I pointed this out a few times that because people have never owned a business, they've never started a business, they never had a business that was separate unto themselves, that it's it, virtually impossible for them to get their head wrapped around that there's a difference between a person and the man or people that you can yeah. have many persons or as you were just saying titles. Okay, that's a title. But each one of them is a position that he holds. Whereas the yeah. difference is that a position is a separate entity. It's, it exists in law only. It only exists on paper. And it's difficult for people to get their head wrapped around this concept um, unless they've had their own business. Well, this week, um, you know, normally when I'm, I'm at a cash register or I'm just out in public or whatever I, and I'm, you know, use any opportunity to open up the conversation and, and give people some information. And I've been getting really good at it. Well, this one time I was in a restaurant recently, and the there was the brother of the owner was there. And, of course, I launched into my little thing. And he, even though there was a language barrier there, because he was from uh, Korea, I believe it was. And um, even though it was a, a bit of a language barrier, he understood everything I was, I was talking about because he had a business. So he completely... Right completely got it that yeah when you make payment uh on behalf of the business entity under the dba you don't make it out of your private account you make it out of the business account and that's why yeah. it makes so much perfect sense when you go into court you say well i'm so sorry i was not able to uh bring forth the defendant today i can't find them i can't find it yeah. is what you probably say and you go, well, what do you mean like, well the defendant is clearly written down here in the all uppercase but you don't need to say that it's clearly written down and I looked everywhere, and I could not find it. It's not registered with the Secretary of State's office. I mean, I can't find any uh, any account uh, registered. I can't find any application. And, and and as well as that, I can't find any evidence of a contract uh, that obligates me to perform on its behalf. So I would like to be relieved of any duty or obligation to do so, unless, of course, uh, I'm going to get paid all of my back pay. For, yeah. for, Where's for my time card? Paper. Huh? Where's my time card? Yeah, exactly. Where's my office? And where's the account from which I'm authorized to make payment from to settle this matter? Yes, that's a good one. I like that one. Boom. 
you're not being like, you're not being combative. You're making no states. You're asking the questions. Every it comports to all the elements that I've mentioned are so powerful. Yeah, and like Mike said, they created it. They're they're literally suing themselves. We're just showing up as a dum dum. Yep. Yep. And if you just simply, like I said, you just simply say, uh, you know, where's the account from which I'm authorized to uh, make payment and settle this matter? Yes. And please provide me with two checks because I need to make, write myself a check. I haven't been paid. That's right. And this, and this is exactly right on exactly what I have shared with you. You would not believe the number of people out there in the public. I mean, think about the odds. One man who very seldom goes out, but when I go out, I end up invariably finding um, every two or three times they go out and talk to people in the public, at least one that has an LLC, is part of an LLC or something, and they haven't paid themselves. And it's not them paying themselves. The business, I got to rephrase that. See, the business entity that they, that was create that was created has not paid them, has not written them a check, and they don't even know that they create the LLC, which is a separate entity unto themselves, and they think it's them. Yeah. And once you get your head wrapped around it, you know that the defendant is not you. It's an entity that was created by the state. The problem is that there is it's not registered with the Secretary of State's office, which all business entities are required. And there's no yeah, application I wonder, for it. Huh? I wonder, I wonder if you can go into court and say, uh, yeah, we're, I, I, I don't know what all the presumptions are, so you're going to have to explain everything to me. Well, uh, that's interesting. There's the fraud. Yeah, because, fraud. Yeah. Um, I know that's kind of a Batman thing to do, but he wants to play um, you know, uh, idiot, if you will. He says, I'm an idiot, and which is a correct statement. But he, I don't agree with that personally, but I think that uh, it can be required um, when the time they ask you a question is you require them to please um, explain it substantially in um, normal use language so that you might understand it. Now you also boxed them in there. In non-legal, yeah, easy-to-understand easy format, so that I may understand and answer the question properly. You 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 can't you can't incarcerate a crazy person for killing because he doesn't know right. what he's done. Well, what I'm looking for, as you know, is you know there there are all sorts of crazy things that allow people to escape uh, the immediate. I'm looking for resolution, which is to basically I want to put them in the hot. I want to turn the tables on them, and put them in the hot seat, like when yeah. the judge turns turn the element on. Were you the one behind the wheels? I, the first thing I would, you know, you you were the one driving. You were the one behind the wheel. I said, well, where is that? Where is that term "behind the wheel" found in the statute? You mean my property? <laughs> no, I, I don't even say my. I did nothing. Just please provide me where that is defined in law. Yeah, they, they can't see the beauty. It would be one thing if they could find it in the law, and then you you'd have to then say, well, how does that apply to me? But yeah, they can't even do that because they haven't even read the law. Would you please provide me in the law? Because their authority comes from, you know, and that's another thing. Where does your authority come from? My next question, where does your authority come from? Which is the same thing as challenging jurisdiction. Where does your authority come from today? We're going after subject matter jurisdiction here, but we're doing it in a different yeah. way. Where does your authority come from to adjudicate in this case? Yeah. What is the, what is the issue at hand here? You know, Carl, Carl does, everyone does it their own way. But what is the issue at hand here? What is the discrepancy? What is the conflict? Yeah, show cause. Where is the controversy? What is the, you know, remember the first five R's. 
and, and I've kind of changed it, which is it, it used to be, and it still is, clarification, clarify, verify, validate, authenticate, and authorize. But now I go clarify, 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 because people skip over that. And just by clarifying the issue, it goes away. Because if, you, if it cannot be clarified, guess what? It doesn't exist. Yeah. And so just by asking the right questions, would you please clarify? Would you please clarify? What's the definition of person? Are you the defendant? Yeah. What's the definition of the defendant? What is the defendant? What is the definition of defendant? Yeah. Does anyone know? What is the definition of defendant? I gave you my definition. It means that you're attacking me and I have to defend myself, so I'm going to now move for uh, summary judgment because it's prima facie evidence. You've admitted on the record that you're attacking me, and I must defend myself. Would somebody please give yeah. me a sword? Somebody please give me a sword yeah. so I may defend myself. Start with the court clerk. Are you uh, so-and-so? Oh, could you please clarify that? Uh, let me see. Idiot saying here. Call a de facto government governor, a de facto governor, which is an unlawful one, bailed the husband of a continental marshal out of jail. Big victory for the du jour. Well, share, the, share more. What is this about? Where can we find it? I want to research it. Look at it. But yeah, I mean, this is, this is the whole thing is clarification. Like, for instance, whenever they deny a motion or anything like that, the first thing you do is uh, you, 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 you uh, do request for finding a fact and conclusion of law. If they fail to do it, then they're denying you of a right. Because how can you appeal if, you, if there's nothing on the record to appeal? Because remember, you're not appealing the elements. You're appealing the finding of fact and conclusion of law. And these are the solutions, how you hold their feet to the fire. Yeah. You know, it's like I say, anytime, anytime somebody, you know, they, they walk up here wearing a uniform or not, they sit there and go, you know, blah, 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 whatever it is, uh, I just go, well, who's asking? They ask a question. Well, who's asking? Well, I am. Well, who are you? Well, I'm Officer So and So. Oh, so you just told me you're not a who, but a what? Yeah. So you represent the office. Is that correct? So need always, 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 is that correct? You always turn anything into a question. I'm telling you, people, it is so, so, so powerful. Yeah. Is that correct? Just add that to the end of everything you say. You're a real jackass. Yes, them they incriminate themselves. And they will because they can't answer the question substantially and they're required to because they're the ones making a claim. Right? Remember I said in that whole story I told about where I held up like what, eight or ten Secret Service agents plus five guys in riot gear and a whole bunch of other people. Had like a hundred and some people standing around me. This was at the end of the Bush administration. That's how long ago I did that. I haven't heard anyone doing it since. I do it all the time. Well, who's asking? Officer so-and-so. Great. The position you hold Requires you to swear an oath of office. Is that correct? Boom, I'm launched. I'm into my 10 questions. And he doesn't know what's happened. I've already turned it against him. Yeah. That position requires you to swear an oath of office. Is that correct? Yes. That oath of office support the Constitution. Is that correct? Yes. I accept that oath of office. I accept for you. Yes. Have you been paid on time for your service in your oath of office? Yes. Is there anything owed to you? No. Do I owe you anything for your service in your oath of office? No. Good. Well, since you've been paid on time and, you, and the position you hold requires you to swear an oath of office, would you, uh, which is to support the Constitution, would you please tell me the 13th Amendment? Uh. If you don't know, just say, I don't know. I don't know. You see, it's so beautiful. Boom, 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 boom. You keep on getting them. Yeah. And you stay in control. He who is acting, who he who is asking, A-S-K-I-N-G, 
is acting as yeah. king. A S K I N G. Yeah. By what authority? By what? By by yeah. By what authority? Well, I don't need any authority. Oh, so you're admitting right here in front of these witnesses that you're engaged in, in insurrection and treason then, under color of law. That's right. I'm not admitting any such thing. So, well, is, that's exactly what you just did, didn't you? Are you an independent terrorist at this point? Yeah, exactly. Ooh, I like that one. Ooh, are you admitting that you're uh, that you're in disguise as a ter- that you're a terrorist in disguise? Ooh, I like that. Ooh, 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 uh, under under the cloak of uh, color um, wall. Yeah. No, terrorist operation. I like that. Own, but I used to use under, that. Are you, under, so I used to use independent uh, uh, terrorist. Huh? Independent terrorist impersonating a police officer. There you go. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so by it's what authority the, do you derive your authority from? That's right. So you're admitting that at the very least you're an imposter. Yes. That's how I usually get them. So you're admitting that you're an imposter. No, I'm not. I said, well, that position, that the, the, the uniform that you're wearing requires you to swear an oath of office. Is that correct? And like I said, this in this particular, the, the Secret Service agent didn't know. It's the first time I almost, almost lost it. They didn't know what to go. But then I sat there and said, surely if you do not know, that the position you claim to hold requires you to swear an oath of office. There's no way that you could be holding the position that requires you to swear an oath of office now, can you? And that means that you're an impersonator and anyone out here, never said me, I said anyone out here can arrest you. Isn't that correct? He called for backup so quick it wasn't even funny. Didn't say anything to his supervisor. I don't know if you've heard that yeah, story. Have you heard that story before? I don't think so. I heard partial uh, uh, the the questions you ask normally when when you go through your spill here. Yeah, if you want to go through which, it again, which, which, which no is good because uh, repet, rep, repetitiveness is, uh, is 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 key to uh, to uh, being able to um, emulate. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's Perfect. why I go out and teach it all the time because I repeat it. So I'll go ahead and tell you the story again. Hopefully I won't miss anything. It's been a long, long time because uh, I, I don't see faces on here, so I won't offend him. You know, of course, the show, ah. you know, he always does not like, oh, I've heard that story before. Did you hear it when I kind of stuffed him with that a couple months ago? I asked Two him about, about the story, and I said, well, what did you get out of that story? And he said, I got this. And I was like, well, what about the other three points that the story brought? Uh, uh, okay. And that's why I tell a story, because a story has many, many, many points, not just one, you know? All right, yeah. so, all right I'll tell the story. Hopefully I won't, I won't butcher it. Um, I had been, somebody else had shared with me that this, this cliche or whatever you want to go, not whatever, this, this mantra, he who is asking is acting as king. And I've been meditating on it for a long time, and I was just basically going through and studying, and I was into contract law. Um, which yeah. it all comes back to. I was teach. I was actually doing a class or uh, a night show. It was Sunday nights, I think, at eleven o'clock. I was like the last one. Came after Jack and Margie Quinn, which are wonderful uh, people, um, on Desert Owl show um, um, on Law Radio. I think it was or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was under Desert Owl show. Anyway, so 
uh, it was all spot. It all happened kind of spontaneously. The end of the Bush administration. They had an event happening uh, in D.C. and uh, my girlfriend at the time lived right there on Mass Avenue, and they had blocked everything off. And you know, with those concrete things, and they had guards there and everything. So I normally take my little dog for a walk, and uh, there's a um, um, a park which actually is a um, a kind of a memorial park for the fallen police officers and so on. And it's a really cool park because there's lots of trees and there's lots of squirrels, and my dog loves chasing squirrels. So we go there and have fun. And uh, this is right behind the architectural, uh, um, uh, what's it called, um, um, architectural building. It's, um, what do they call it, a uh, monument, not my, uh, what do they call it? <laughs> um Museum, yeah, the architectural museum, right behind it. Anyway, so I wanted to go there, and I couldn't go in the front way, so I said, well, I'll walk around back. There's a back way to go. So I walk around back, and uh, they had it blocked off as well. And I said, well, okay. I tried to walk through. The guy stops me. He's wearing a blue blazer, basically uh, nothing that indicates anything. So I sat there, and he goes, you can't go in there. I said, "Um, uh, why not? And he says, because I said so. And I said, oh, no, I said, I, I said, he goes, you can't go in there. I said, why not? He said, it's a public event. And I started walking through again. He says, I told you you can't go in there. I said, well, you just said it's a public event. I'm part of the public, so of course I can go in there. He goes, no, you can't go in there. I said, why not? He says, I said so. And I said, well, who are you? He said, well, I'm Secret Service agent so-and-so. I said, really? Do you have any evidence of that? So he shows me his badge. You know, he pulls his jacket up, shows me his badge. It was on his, on his belt. So I put my face down. I go, oh, that's a really nice badge. I saw one of those the other day on eBay. And then my head comes up, and I go eyeball to eyeball with him. And I said, how much did you pay for yours? And the guy's stunned, of course. Um, yeah. And, and so I sat there, and I said, do you have any other evidence that you're holding the position that you claim to hold? And so he pulls out his – he starts to pull his wallet out. And I said, now, come on. You're not going to show me a plastic identification card, are you? He goes, yeah. And I said, oh, come on. High school kids have been forging those for years. Do you have any other evidence of the position that you claim to hold? So he just stands there not knowing what to do for a couple, for a second or so. And I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. If you can answer a few simple questions, then I'll be satisfied that you're holding the position that you claim to hold. Okay? So he kind of doesn't say anything, but I go, okay, now the position that you hold requires you to swear an oath of office. Is that okay? Now that whole lead-in is really important. You get to that position by all the questions that I ask. Right? Who are you? Who's yeah. making the statement? And I've done this many times to many public servants, uh, including judges, although I got cut off um, at other times, but I've never, ever had anyone balk at the first question. The position that you claim to hold requires you to swear an oath of office. Never had anyone balk. First time it ever happened, I almost didn't know where to go. But he didn't answer. He was <laughs> like, uh-uh. And so I sat there and I said, surely... You cannot be holding a position that requires you to swear an oath of office if you don't know that the position that you're claimed to hold requires you to swear an oath of office. Now, can you? And in which case, and he didn't say that, in which case, you're impersonating an officer, that's a federal crime, and anyone out here can arrest you. Isn't that correct? He didn't know what to do. He calls for backup. So here comes the, here comes the supervisor with, the, I call him Yosemite Sam behind him. Um, yeah. he's a little bit shorter, a little bit slender. He's got the spectacles on. He's Mr. Intelligent. So he comes over uh-huh. and goes, what's the problem? And I said, 
Are you his supervisor? Notice I started off with a question. I ignored his question. I created my own question. Are you his supervisor? Pointing to him, he goes, yes. And I said, well, he doesn't seem to know that the position that he claims to hold requires him to swear an oath of office, which means that he's impersonating an officer who, who is required to swear an oath of office, and anyone out here can arrest him. Isn't that correct? So he kind of ignores my question. I said, have you sworn an oath of office? He goes, yes. And I said, see, at least you know that you had to swear an oath of office. He didn't know it, which means there's no way that he could be holding a position that requires him to swear an oath of office, and anyone out here can arrest him, can't they? So he goes, I don't remember all the details back and forth, but I kept basically repeating the same thing over and over again each time. And then he goes, some point I remember he goes, do you have any identification? I said, well, do you have a warrant? He goes, no. And I said, well, are you trying to threaten to intimidate me by asking me for identification? So I'm asking him a question. He goes, no. And I said, do I, can I check your identification? He goes, uh, 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 and I sat there and I said, well, let, let me ask you, that position that you, that oath of office that you're required to swear is to support the Constitution for the United States of America. Is that true? He goes, yes. And I said, see, at least you know that. That man over there didn't even know that. I said, now, I'm not yeah. going to embarrass you. By this time, there was, like hundreds, there was probably 150 people around. I said, now, I'm not going to embarrass you in front of all these people and ask you uh, something out of the Constitution because I'm pretty sure you don't know it. Isn't that correct? So he didn't say anything. Uh he, he, we had back and forth a few more times, and then um, I remember saying, um, oh, what was it? Uh, oh, Yosemite Sam had worked his way behind me, and yeah. uh, Spirit had me turn around. I noticed him at my night, you know, my my 180 behind me. So I took two huge steps right. The eyeball to eyeball. Are you trying to threaten, intimidate me? I'm getting right in his face, military military voice. And he goes, no. I said, then get over there where I can see you. So he takes his little ass over there at 90 degrees. I said, no, no, over there where I can see you, right? So he puts his hand, so he gets over there, and he had his hands on his hips, you know, like he's going to, you know, Mr. Quick Draw McDraw, Yosemite Sam, right? I said, uh-huh. uh, uh, I said, are you trying to threaten, intimidate me with your hands on your hips? He goes, no. I said, then put your hands down. He puts his hands down. So I come back to the supervisor face-to-face. I said, are you his supervisor as well? He goes, yes. I said, now I'm pretty sure that he doesn't know the oath of office either. Nevertheless, any other Constitution does he? So by this time, uh-huh. um, five, a uh, van pulled up, and five monstrous guys uh, get out, line up in a straight line. They had riot gear on, all except for their helmets. And the yeah. craziest thing, the craziest thing in the world, I'm thinking to myself, oh, I can see it now, this horrible stuff. We're going to get pounded, beat up, dragged behind, all this terrible stuff. And I'm in shorts, mind you. It's a, it's a hot summer day. I'm in shorts, and i got this little dog in my arms, right? <laughs> so I sat there, and I don't know why, out of nowhere, I turn around, and I take a big, huge step, and I'm, like, looking at this guy. I'm six one. This guy's, like, six five, six six, And I'm looking up at him, and I'm going... And I'm on my tippy toes, and I get eyeball to eyeball with him. I said, did you swear an oath of office? He goes, yes. And I and then I looked at the next guy who I knew was disgruntled uh, and wanted to, you know, kick my ass at this point. The first one was kind of cool. The second was the most disgruntled. So I got right in his face, and I said, did you swear an oath of office? He goes, yes. Boom. I go back to him. And I said, see, even they, meaning the thugs, even the, you know, the, 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 the guys that are nothing but, you know, the, the guns, basically. I said, even they know that they had to swear an oath of office. That guy did not know that he had to swear an oath. There's no way that he could, uh, could possibly be holding a position that requires him to swear an oath of office. It can he. So, uh, and by this time, he's dumbfounded. He doesn't know what to do. He finally sits there and quietly, he says, because there was a bunch of people by this time, probably about 200 people around there. And they're all sitting on this side over here, and there's more people in uniforms. I mean, you had people in white with blue, blue with white, green, beige, uh, and even the ones that were in black. And there, and there probably there was at least 
50 of them that had kind of slowly magnetized over behind the barrier. They were on the barrier side. Meanwhile, I had, you know, about 200 people on this side on the street. They're all kind of like, what's going on? What's going on? This is really interesting. You know, somebody's talking back to me. What is this crazy shit, right? But I wasn't acting like a maniac, and I wasn't being hostile or anything. I was just being very matter-of-fact and very formal and using military uh-huh. voice. And um, so uh, he goes, do you really need to get in there, sir? And I said, no, not particularly. Why? And you should have seen the look on his face. It was like taking candy from a baby. And he goes, why? he goes, well, why are you doing this? And I said, well, it seems to me I'm doing your job for you, aren't I? Notice I still made a question out of it. So he said, yeah. he goes, what will it take for you to move along? And I said, I'll tell you what I do. I'll move along if each and every one of these public servants out here will shake my hand, look me in the eye, and give me their word that they'll go home tonight, read the Constitution, and do their due diligence from here on. He says, okay, and I said, no, 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 they have to give me their word. And I kid you not, I spent 10 full, maybe 15 full minutes going to each and every single one of them, looking them in the eyeball and repeating the same thing. Do you, do you uh, uh, give me your word? Do you swear? I didn't say swear. I said, do you give me your word? Because that's better. Do you give me your word yeah. that you will go home tonight, read the Constitution, and do your due diligence from here on out. And they go, yes. Now, the first guy on that lineup was pretty cool. He goes, where do I find it? Now, almost cracked up, right? And I said, well, do you have a computer? He goes, yes. And I said, do you know how to use Google? He goes, oh, oh, yeah, of course. I said, now, since you seem to be a man of integrity, and I looked out to the audience, you know, out there, the uh, the ones that were behind the barrier that was still looking on, uh, that I still had to go shake their hands, I said, uh, I said if you're willing... I'm going to give you another assignment. Are you willing to take it on? He goes, yes. And I said, I want you to look up the unanimous declaration of independence. At the time, I called it unanimous declaration of independence. Uh, I said, will uh-huh. you do that? He goes, yes. And I said, will you read it? He said, yes. And I said, good on you. Keep up the good work and thank you for your service. And then I moved down the line. By this time, the second guy who was Mr. Super Hostile, he had chilled out quite a bit. But he was still grumbling a little bit. But I got him to shake my hand. I got him to give me his word and go down the line. So 10, 15 minutes later, I got all done. I said, thank you very much. And I waved to him. I said, thank you very much for your service and keep up the good work. And then I walked away. And the moment I got to the other corner, I took off running. And I looked behind me, and there was nobody there. You know? I was scared chilly. Like I tell people, I was along for the ride. This was totally up to spirit. And I was just along for the ride. But the point was that I continuously always asked a question or made sure that I ended in a question. Always, always, always. And I didn't. I stood my ground, and I stayed in authority, stayed in authority. Now, here's a caveat. You're going to love this, Eric. The caveat to this whole thing was my girlfriend at the time worked for Secret Service as an accountant. And two weeks later, she comes home, and she says, well, you, you know, she kind of, uh, 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 what do you want to call it, hesitantly supported me. She didn't, we didn't get into arguments or anything like that. Uh, but she wasn't going to participate in it. She's like, okay, you're, you're, it's all right. You know, you have, you're a man of integrity. That's all she cared about. She comes home after about two, two or three weeks. She said, well, you must be having some impression. I was like, why that? She said, because a memo went around the office today which said that we needed to read the Constitution. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> So one man can make a difference. Defend the United States. Uh, yeah. 
So that does this that, rock? Huh? Does this rock constitute as the United States? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that really, rock? It was really cool, <laughs> and I'm telling you know. And then you know, then I realized that people weren't doing the um, the uh, the ten questions. I call that the ten questions of both verification or indictment. And when I realized um, that people weren't using it, I said, well, something's wrong. Because the whole principle was everyone, you know, all the groups I've been in, everyone's looking for solutions. And I thought that this was something that everybody would just literally jump all over. And what the whole principle was, in fact, I rewrote them and put them there at the bottom so that um, basically you could just go out and get two complete strangers say, here, come with me, I need you to be a witness. And you could go and ask any public officer, any officer out there, the 10 questions, and the other people who know nothing, you don't need to know any law, constitution, or anything to ask the question. And the two other people have the same piece of paper with a document, and it has checkbox, yes, no, don't know, I don't know. And if you ask the questions properly, uh, you know, the, the position you hold requires you to swear no, is that correct? They go, yes, they check the box, yes, and initial it. And you go through all those those questions, and when they get to the Constitution, or I always ask them, you know, the 13th, the 14th, and I know them, and I give it to them. Um, Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude shall exist in the United States, a territory subject to its jurisdiction. And sometimes I'll even go into what voluntary versus involuntary means, um, because a lot of people think that it only had to do with slavery. Well, if they only had to do with slavery, they would have just used slavery and not said involuntary servitude. And some people say it had to do with, with only the slaves. Well, if that was true, it would have just said that. It, it wasn't. It was a prohibitation. And then the 14th, no state shall make or enforce any law that abridges the privileges of the citizens of the United States. Nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Nor shall any state deprive any person with the equal protection of the law. And that's when I say, so are you here to protect me or, or, to, or to harm me? And that, so you're educating me as you go. But then you ask them the next question. Okay, how about an easy one? How about the fifth? Everyone knows, you know, you're always going to plead the fifth. And the reason I use that is because they almost invariably always make an attempt. They go, oh, that, that's the one who says you have the right to remain silent. And that's when I go, see, that's why it's important to know exactly what's written. Nowhere in the fifth yeah. or anywhere in the Constitution does it say you have the right to remain silent, because of course you have that right. What it does say is that you may not be compelled, as far as I'm concerned, it could end right there. You may not to be compelled. To incriminate yourself. That's right. And I said, and then I go, you see how the difference um, and that includes providing you with a license or any papers or anything that might be used against me. So you see how important it is to know what the law says exactly as it's written, and they kind of go, by this time their head's going, yeah, because their head's swimming. They're like, oh, yeah, they didn't know this. And then I go off into my 42-1983 thing. I said, you know, which is what if some smart-ass like me decides to bring a 42-1983 against you, which is a deprivation of rights suit, and uh, do you think that your boss is going to come in and get take the stand and say, oh, don't put him in jail, put me in jail, because I'm the one that told him to do that unconstitutional act? And they go, no. And, I, and by that time, they start to shuffle more on my side. And I said, now, here's the neat thing. If you study the law, then you will know that when, when, you, when, that, when your supervisor tells you to do something that's unlawful, you will be able to tell him, sir, I cannot fulfill that order because it's, a, it's an unlawful order. And if you give it to me again, I will be forced to arrest you for yeah. giving an unlawful order. Now, about that time, they smile. They like that. See, most of these people yeah. are without power themselves. They're oppressed themselves. And if you listen to that video... Well, they don't want to ruffle any feathers, right? They, they, want, they want their paycheck. 
And then well, they don't want somebody to find any excuse to get rid of them either. Exactly. And they don't know any better. They've been conditioned like everybody else in the public school system. You know, there's you, a you lot know that, of You know uh, that psychological test they gave uh, to people back in the 30s? Yeah. They were... Uh, they don't. They don't see the guy, but uh, they're supposed to answer questions. If they get it wrong, well, they're supposed to get a jolt. Give them oh, a yeah. jolt. Yeah. And the jolts would get more and more over time. And then uh, Buddy would fake a, a heart attack uh, after, like, let's say, uh, question twelve or thirteen. Some because people said, "Well, no, I'm not doing this." And there's very few that actually had ethical morals. Oh. But majority. Just did what they were told. Yeah. yeah. They get that twenty bucks. That the 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 testing. Yeah. Yeah. So technically, they basically killed someone. Yeah. Just for the twenty bucks, and they followed through with the whole order. Ridiculous. So that, that was a very very significant test that uh, that they did on people. How far well, will these people go? Well, that's the whole thing that the Nuremberg trials were about. They said just because your officer gives you an order, you have still have a, a, a responsibility, which is the whole concept is that you can, in fact, sue somebody in their quote-unquote private capacity as a man. The reason why yeah. I don't suggest doing that is because you're not solving the problem by doing that. You're just really exasperating the problem, and you're giving the the um, the public the, the public uh, office which is usually the uh, state's attorney um, uh, general to uh, bring back, you know, to do all their dirty, nasty stuff. Because as long as you're threatening one of one of the little guys, they they don't have anything to lose by fighting tooth and nail. Because they know you're not smart enough to go after them. So if you're not smart enough to go after them, they know they can do damn near anything, and you're not going to challenge it. And that's stuff that I've watched over the years: people being put in jail because they go after somebody in their private capacity. What you want to do is go after the principal first. Go after the principal. Make your case against yeah. the principal. And invariably, the, 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 the officer, whoever it is, um, gets let go fairly soon, rather quietly. So they, they end up getting kicked out of office anyway. And if you file the proper complaints and you then also, and, and I forgot to mention this before, um, but when you, you, want to, you want to send, anytime you're filing stuff or complaints, whatever it is, you want to send copies of it to everybody up the chain of command and treat it like it's a, comp- a corporation. Absolutely, it is a co- it's 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 government in a corporate uh, in a corporate uh, structure. So treat it as a corporate structure. You want to go to the like I said, if you're at McDonald's and you have a problem with a cashier, you don't sit there and argue with the cashier or the guy that's doing the fries. You go to the man the assistant manager, then you go to the manager, then you go to to corporate. And if you can't get satisfaction in corporate, then you file a suit against the corporation, don't you? And that's how it's supposed to be. But people don't follow that concept because they don't understand that government is in a corporate—it's uh, it's a corporate structure. Uh, so yes. you you have to approach it in the same manner. And that's why the Supreme Court has original jurisdiction anytime the state is a party to an action. It's right there in the Constitution, right? Uh, and I did a whole show on that, by the way. But uh. Uh, I'm about ready to test that one out myself. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, once you get your idea wrapped around it, it, it becomes pretty relevant, and you, you begin to see why the system's set up the way it is. And it was set up by us, the people. It's our system. We're just failing to exercise it. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, like, you know, it's like anything else. If you don't, if you don't uh, discipline your teenager, 
uh, and you let them stay out to all hours of the night, you can't all of a sudden then turn and go, young lady, young man, you're going to be home at 9 o'clock tonight. You just laugh in your face, you know? Yeah. So, so it, this is where we are today. We've allowed, and, and of course, every criminal enterprise and go-alongers to get-alongers and the structure, they don't know anything. They don't know anything. They don't know the law. So that's why I believe the solution, the number one solution, is for us, the people, to institute legislation that requires periodic testing. And that is going to solve a lot of problems. Every six yeah. months, they need to be tested as to their knowledge, understanding, and accurate use. First of all, they have to know and memorize that part of the unanimous Declaration of Independence, the part that I quote all the time. We hold this through right. self-evident that all men are created equal. Um, and, and and all the way to that end, which says, but when a long train of usurpations, uh, uh, events is designed to bring, um, abuses and usurpations, events is designed to bring the people under absolute despotism and is the right, it is the duty of the people to, to um, throw off, not overthrow, throw off, uh, such government institute uh, uh, and 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 institute new guards for their future security, all the way to that point right there. Because that, from the beginning to the end, we all just choose to be self-evident. To that end, is the nut. That's the whole mission. The mission statement is that to secure these rights, governments institute among men. That is the mission statement. I mean, that is that is the purpose for which government is created. So that one line is the key. That to secure these rights, governments institute among men. So that's the purpose for which government is created. You cannot deviate from that purpose. The principles upon which they're enacted and the powers and, and instituting its powers and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to effect, which means to cause their safety and happiness, meaning the people's safety and happiness, there's another mission state. They have to secure these rights and provide for their safety and happiness. Pretty simple stuff. If you don't know this, if you think government is supposed to govern the people, you already have the whole wrong concept. So by periodically testing them and requiring them to pass the test, just like so many people out there, like teachers, I think medical, uh, uh, I believe CDL drivers, uh, and all, and, and many other people, and, and even uh, this came from, the idea came from uh, uh, when I was questioning uh, officers on the street, and I asked them, I said, well, uh, are you qualified in that, we- in that weapon? And they go, yeah, in that sidearm. I go, well, uh, how often do you have to qualify? They go every six months or whatever it was. And I said, well, um, how often have you actually used it? They go, never, most of the time. And I said, well, wait a minute. When you put that uniform on, aren't you putting on the law? They go, yeah. I said, aren't you representing the law? Yeah. So how much more should you have full knowledge, understanding, and accurate use of the law, which which you put on for the moment you put that uniform on? And it gets them to think. And so that's where the concept came from. What we need, it's already in the Constitution. But there's no enacting statute. The, le- the, the, the senators and representatives before me- uh, Article 6, the senators and representatives before mentioned, as well as the members of the several state legislatures, all executive and judicial officers, both the United States and in the several states, shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support this Constitution. You can't support something if you don't know what it says. So it's pretty doggone simple that they should be periodically tested on their knowledge, understanding, and accurate use, just like they have with that sidearm, right? And if they can't pass that test, then they have no business being in office. Just like if you, in your profession, you know, let's say that you're a mechanic or, or whatever it is you do, and you didn't know anything about it, uh, you would be considered an imposter as well. Nobody would hire you, and you would you would be fired immediately. So I don't see any, I think this is the the, 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 the easiest, simplest, most effective way 
that we could get rid of, I believe, 90% of the problems. Because once knowing it, they then would have a conscience, wouldn't they? And it, Well, they may have a conscience, but it's been uh, rendered useless because they don't have any choice. They've got, they've got corruption and corruption. Do as you're told or lose your job. Do as you're told or lose your job. And they don't know any different. So you don't, you don't have anything saying, you know, to them, the supervisor telling them to do something is the law to them. They don't know that, the, that, that their supervisor is governed by the law, which is governed by the people. So does this make sense to you? You still there? Since you're the only one responding. Did you mute yourself? Hello, Eric. Must have muted. Anyway, so that's that little rendition. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, again, um, Shay, if you're there, Northern Virginia, I see you there. If you want to give people an update on your case, that would be fine. Let's see what's on the board. Video, you are full of presumptions yourself. Your presumptions are bad, and you are. By the way, uh, law fan, be careful when you use the word fool, if you remember what Scripture says about it. Um, there's an honor of brains being an idiot. R.S. was it? There is no honor in or brains being an idiot or a Carl von Schiefel, okay, Carl von Schiefel. Well, you know, what's interesting is the more information I get, some people give me recordings, um, and I'm finding that uh, Carl's giving more details on stuff, which is matching up to a lot of the stuff that I've been sharing. I think uh, where the confusion comes in is that uh, he's tried to make it so simple and that people can't screw it up. You know, like, uh, that's what I found out about the 10 questions. Um, you know, people can't, they don't want to do the 10 questions. They don't want to print it out. They don't want to go ask it. They don't want to get two people. They don't want to get it uh, notarized. And, and the things that are required, they don't want to go through the process. They want, you know, one, two, three. And, and if, they, if it's more than three processes, they'll screw it up, which is why I came up with the three questions. And even people haven't used that. So I don't know what the, what they want. Uh, I'm looking at what you're reading here. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let me see who's on here. Anybody want to say anything? Uh, otherwise, I'm gonna. Anybody got any questions? Anything they want to add? Comments, suggestions. How about somebody share something, either a link, a new video, a new concept? Um, uh, how about a comment on sessions? I go back and forth about sessions. Uh, in case you don't know who that is, that is the new. Um, 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 I just lost the title. Um, Attorney General. Um, he's the new attorney general. He was with some controversy. He was uh, put in. He was put into office, voted in properly. 
with with some reservations, and I I too have reservations. Uh, I have a great deal of reservations on it as to what it means to be conservative. But hopefully he'll step up in in that position. He right after uh, I did watch the video. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you. Guess nineteen <laughs> says as I have three words for him: lock her up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think more like put her in front of the firing squad or whatever it is. Oh my God! Or how about just putting her over in some of those countries that they uh, uh, that they've destroyed? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. Agreed. Um, and that's actually send letters. If you don't know, I did not know until I was informed that there is. Believe it or not, let's see if I can find it for you. Do do do. Where is it going to be? Let's see if it's here. There is a website. And I'm going to find it for you here. It is the White House website, which I don't know if it's always been there and not looked at, but apparently they do look at it. And I'm trying to find it. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, my God. Come on, dude. Why do you never find what you're looking for when you want it? You know what I mean? Right, let me try the other one. Of course, I must admit, having 65 tabs open is... Because they stop labeling when you get a whole bunch of them. All right, it's, I think it's next to here. Let me see if this is it. No, that's Action 42. Okay. Oh, uh, real quick, just a little information www.42action.org has some very wonderful information on it. Uh, It has, for instance, I don't know if you have to pay, though. I don't know. Maybe that's part of the problem. I'll change the world. It has categories. Title USC 42-1983. Day one, day two video. Full eight hours. So probably, let me see. Docs, you will receive. Sounds like uh, maybe that's what the problem is. Bonus one, federal rules of evidence. You can still get those off. How to respond when accused of practicing law without a license. Example, recent 42, uh, 42 Fourth Amendment case, brief understanding. Claim your copy now. Oh, okay. Let me see here. Ah, it's 200, oh, no wonder, $249. There we go. Damn it, why do people do that? Oh, I'm disappointed. Resources. Let's see what else they do have here that you can get. Let's just see if they're charging for the Constitution. Uh, I don't see. It says you have to have a password, email, password. Let's see what's videos. Same thing. Go home. Get removed USC Title 42. People search. No size screen number required. Traffic stops. So they have an awful lot of stuff on here. Unfortunately, it is a charge. It looks like a fee. That I can see here. No, it says here. All right, let me read it. 42action.org is an unregistered, un, 
unregistered, unincorporated self-governing society, so it's a society, according to what they wrote here, our sole purpose is to support each other in growing our personal knowledge in law. When joining this natural community, your membership is 100% free in which you have access to various tools, case law, state constitutions, and our community forums where people communicate about their specific issues and what they do not re- and what they did to resolve them. This entire community is structured to encourage we the living people on the land to exchange remedy with each other. If you are looking for a home to exchange information remedies that are working and what is not worked and a whole lot more than welcome to 42 action. There are two types of domains. One is public and one is private. We operate in the private domain. There are over 70 U.S. Supreme Court decisions that say you can operate in the private domain and be outside the jurisdiction of all state and federal authorities. There are no cases to the contrary. This principle is not confined to any field of human interest. Well, that's interesting. Now I might sign up for and see what you get here. So I don't know if they're charging or that was something else. Let's find out. I'll have to uh, get that for you and find out. But somebody else can do it too and then contribute and share what you found. I'm still trying to find it. Here it is. Um, it's under HTTPS double dot forward slash forward slash petitions dot whitehouse dot gov forward slash question page equals one. Now, let me see. Um, how to do petitions. Uh-oh, I think I started something here without meaning to. No. Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah, gather. It tells you how to do a petition. You need to gather signatures, and there's ones that are already here. They need so many signatures on a petition. A hundred thousand petitions. Um, there's, there's some of the subject matter to continue funding the National Endowment for Arts and National. Uh, there's a wow. None of these have very many on them. There was one I think that already went through. Then got the required signatures. Let me see if I can recycle this to find out. You can create your own petition, which I will be doing. So this is, and they are, they really are looking at this. Let me go back so I can see how I got here. Because they have, um, oh, yeah, there's more. Here we are. Here are the big ones. All right, here's the ones they already have. Sign a petition. Immediate release Donald Trump's full text returns with all information needed to verify the Monuments Clause compliance. Ooh, and they've got their $100,000 goal. Wow, they got 607000 on that one. Divest or put in blind trust all the president's business and financial assets. Oh, my God, they got 196000 Preserve the National Endowment, the Arts and National Endowment for the Humanities, 180000 Donald Trump resigned as, pre- as president of the United States in violation of the Monuments Clause Release your tax returns, 103000 Do not defund the NEA or NEH, 98000 They're almost there. Repeal the NAFTA, that's got 94000 
Let American farmers grow hemp once again to create jobs and rebuild the rural economy. That's got 71,000. Uh, demand Trump administration add LGBT rights, climate change, and civil rights back to list of issues on WhiteHouse.gov site. That's only got 63,000. That's on its way. America first, make Netherlands second because they requested it. That's got 56,000. I don't understand that one. Uh, let me see. Restore and maintain accurate science-based information on climate change to the White House website. 28,000. Amnesty to Cubans stuck in transit that left Cuba prior to January 12th and are in limbo in Mexico. That's 15,000. Boost the American economy through climate action. 19,000. Repeal the 1986 Huge Amendment. 15,000. Bring Nikki Mustar, whoever that is, and current MIT student from Iran back to U.S. 11,000. Investigate Hillary Clinton for crimes committed against the people and government of the United States. Do you believe it's only at 9,000? Oh, my God. So, and the rest have below 9,000. So, that's kind of an interesting one. It, clearly, it seems that the, uh, as we call them, the uh, libtards are making use of these petitions and not the rest of the people, which is kind of dumb, although most of us don't know that this is here. So, I'm letting you know. Let me see where it goes here. Oh, my God. It even has changed the law, putting financial strain on many disabled veterans. That was the original petition that I looked at. Let me see. I can recycle that one. That's only got 95. That's got 95 to go. And there's again, again. I'm trying to find there's a home site. Because you can actually get the live feed. It's kind of cool. I'm trying to find it for you here. Wow, this is disgraceful here. Only one. Mm -hmm. 1,625 students. Restore education as a constitutional right and protect medical freedom. Only 1,625. So, yeah, um, this is not being used by the right people for the right reasons, unfortunately, even though it's available. But there is, um, at least we have some access, and there's also another website uh, whitehouse.gov you can go to we the people get in touch with the White House uh, President Donald J. Trump oh, I haven't seen that one White House blog live events First Lady uh, First Lady Mo, uh, Melena Trump but apparently there's a way there Oh, no, that's just a comment. Okay. The White House on Facebook. So that's interesting. Anyway, um, ah, here it is, the one I'm looking for. The White House Twitter. Latest tweet. Apparently, you can tweet. I don't know if it's going to be read or not. And then, yes, there's an, there it is. The White House, the official, it's on YouTube. It's called www.youtube.com user. Uh, dot uh, com user forward slash white house and that's how you can actually get a light feed instagram photos and, and stuff trump administration rolls out three major changes anyway all that was found under a google search let me see 
Uh, I think we're winding down. Let's see what's on here. You ran one off. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I started did a number nineteen colony study the the spread cooking pizza gate thing. No, I haven't. It's for real. Marty Lee's thirty three on YouTube has best detailed video on it. Okay, I mean, is that the? Um, if I just put in Marty Lee's thirty three, it'll come up. Oh, you, you gave me the link. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Finally, somebody's being helpful. This is too cool. Pizza Gate, a primer. How long is this? One hour. Okay. I have to look into that. Thank you. Um, I thought uh, one of these had to do with the uh, New York uh, discovering, police actually discovering the pedophilia. Um, uh, here's one here. It has very important pizza map. Pizza Gate planned 20 years ago. Shocking video. So uh, I have a little bit to do. I don't even know why they call it Pizza Gate. I'm sorry, I'm so ignorant on that particular. But I will look into it. See what else you're saying here. Good stuff. Call him. Yeah, I have to agree with you. It's not these. I'm going to repeat what you just said. These chats aren't for personal opinion to debate to prove yourself correct. Just put good information so we can all use it. Blowing up the chat again with nonsense. You ran on to the agent bonus. work. <laughs> uh, you must be uh, drinking tonight, huh? You can't stop yourself. yourself back and forth. Oh, my God. You know, it's, I'm not trying to be rude to you guys, but to be honest with you, when you watch the chatter between you guys, I actually keep a record, and I can compare the comments that are made on here uh, over and over and over again. And they're non-productive almost every time, which is really sad. Um, you know, because we're trying to, you know, find find actual, um, you know, solutions and and impact people's lives. So anyway, um, no negativity. We'll all be positive. Thank you, um, guest eight, uh, nineteen, for your contributions. I will look into that. Um, by all means, contact me. Um, Truthmonger T R U T H M O N G E R the number six. So it's truthmonger6 at gmail.com and always put it in all uppercase letters what you're interested in and remind me uh, I have a very 
my memory is good for some things, but not for others. And uh, remind me of the subject matter. And uh, I appreciate all those that do contribute. Thank you, Eric, for jumping in and making it a pleasant evening for me. Um, and thank you for every, the other ones for uh, keeping fairly quiet and not trying to dis- disrupt. So with that, I'm going to say good night and blessings to everyone because the only true currency in the universe is kindness. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.